MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Everybody. WMMR Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I have to say! And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving! Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own! Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain! And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. And my uh, my big kaboom weather drone badass. Here's what's happening in today's forecasting. Get on here. Try it again. All right, let's try this button. No. God damn it. All right, I'm, I'm just gonna have to do it here. We're stuck. There we go. Weather forecast for today. A little bit of rain, as you can tell. Getting uh, wet on the roads oh, as you begin your that's morning. Why. What? I didn't switch us over. Are we on the air? Nope. Yeah. yeah? Why, Ted? You know what? When you started talking about the big kaboom? Yeah. That was on the air. Oh, so we... Hey, good morning, hey. everybody. Hey. And welcome to the President Steve Radio Show. Wait, so Apparently. what air is then? Was it I don't just know. dead air? I think Jackie no, Bam Bam is still on. Also, your, tra- your traffic reporter earlier did not air. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, anyhow, we'll... Uh, That's my fault. You know what? Hang on. Stop. Make it end. Let's go back. Reset everything. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll take some time. We, can, we can't do well, it. We're over. Why, why, we need, why do we, we need have to reset it? Because we want the intro. But to give the people what they want. They come here for this. They expect this. If we okay. don't give it to them, we have failed. Okay. Let's let's do the uh, the intro of the show, and then, Steve, we'll do the, you'll do the rewind button. And, and then oh we'll, we'll start. All right. So we're, I'm going back to the very, very beginning of the show. Yeah, please. If you don't mind. Everything. Every, okay. As if this never happened. I want a clean slate. This has never happened in the 24 and three quarters years that we've been together. You've just walked out of federal prison and you're now starting <laughs> oh anew, right? That's right. Are we ready? Well, All right. Re- rewind, please. Dude, no, it dude. didn't work. I hit the button. It's not working. Get me an axe. Get me an axe. And now I can't hear you. And now wow. I don't know if we're on the air or not. I don't hear any headphones. Oh, my God. Uh, now I hear you. Now I hear you. Take the board. All right, Casey's. Uh... Right, I'm going to try it again. Okay. I love the new system. I... <laughs> it's excellent. It provides all these additional features we never had before, like automatic shutoff. Let's try this again. Right, Hit the rewind right, button. Here we go. Nope. <laughs> Holy hell. Are we on the air, though? You can hear us on the air. All right, so okay. I have no idea why the board's not working. So when, when I hit this button, it's uh, labeled as Z1. Right. Uh, which is interesting because we don't need a Z anymore because it's not Zelda. Anyway, um, <laughs> when I hit this button, it should trigger 
what we call the stack, which right. is our sound elements that are all stacked and ready to go in a specific order, and it should fire them up. Let me try this one more time. Can I hit it? All right, here we go. Nope. The stack is whack. <laughs> I wonder if people listen and they're like, God, they're always having problems right. there. Can we trigger this uh, with the mouse case? Hello, everybody. There we go. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Our towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want in for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I have to say. And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. McElway. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Hello. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. By the way, somebody texted and said, you have now rewound all the way back to Monday. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think right. so. It should work now. Let's, really? Yeah. Okay, let's see. If I hit this button, I should have the big kaboom uh-huh. weather sounder. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell you what? that all the mistakes this morning were my fault. That's Nothing okay. was, it wasn't engineering or anything like that. It was all. All right, don't worry man. about it. Don't worry about it. All right, so uh, today, rain. Uh, we're going to get that uh, pretty much. There. There's a big front coming across the country. It's headed up in the northeast. High about 46 degrees. Clouds tomorrow, high 48. And then uh, partly cloudy on Saturday, high 44. Let's take a look at traffic, see what's up so far this morning. Kathy, what do you have for us? Well, this traffic report is brought to you by AAA Car Care. Get a special winterization package for just $64.99 at AAA Car Care Centers. Now through January 31st, see store for details or visit AAA.com slash mycar. Uh, we start the morning off with actually some pretty busy roads. Uh, Route 100 in Newcastle is closed between Buck Road and Kirk Road, and that's emergency repairs to a wall that was damaged in an earlier accident. 495 is listed at 55 miles per hour, and that is because of the rain. 206 southbound in Lawrenceville, Mercer County, uh, between Carter Road and Cold Soil Road. We've got lanes shifted to repair a down utility pole from an earlier accident. 295 northbound at 42, an accident blocking the right lane. Another accident uh, on, uh, sorry, uh, it's a water main break on Route 70 eastbound at Cooper Landing Road. That's in the right lane. And and then uh, we have the Schuylkill westbound at Montgomery Drive, an accident there. 95 northbound at the airport. Uh, two lanes are blocked with an accident. 30 bypass eastbound at 82. Watch for an accident there out in Coatesville. And then 113 at Devon Drive in Chester. There's uh, Chester County. There's an accident there as well. This traffic report brought to you by Safe Auto. Car insurance too pricey. Get around town with affordable coverage. Stop compromising. Keep driving with Safe Auto. Get a free quote at safeauto.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Hello. Kristen and Steve's News Updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, the 19th day of January. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a woman has been arrested and charged with killing her parents, and their dismembered bodies were found in their Jenkintown home. Wow. Crazy, right? Yes. 43-year-old Verity Beck is charged with first-degree murder and third-degree murder and is being held without bail. Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele said police arrived at the home in the 1100 block of Beverly Road on Tuesday night. That's where 
where 73-year-old Reed Beck and 72-year-old Miriam Beck, a former Lower Marion High School nurse, were found dead. According to the criminal complaint, their son arrived at the home earlier in the night and saw what appeared to be a body under a blanket. Investigators say he talked to his sister for about 30 minutes. Police say Verity told uh, her brother that things at the home had been bad. Her brother told Verity that she needed to call police. Investigators said that Verity responded that she needed more time. The brother left, returned to his home, and called 911, police said. Officers entered the home to find a body tightly wrapped in a white bed sheet, and Steele said that there was evidence of a second deceased person. There were signs of extreme trauma present, Steele said. When officers entered the home and asked Verity Beck, where are your parents? She allegedly responded, they are dead. A chainsaw was located near one of the bodies, and both victims were in various stages of dismemberment. The coroner determined both victims died of a gunshot wound to the head. Several firearms were also recovered from the home. So it's weird to say that, I, you know, murder, okay, that's one level. I know. You take a chainsaw. The disconnect. Right. You know, I mean, like, I, I would have a hard time cutting up an animal. Right. If I had to do right. that. And I know that hunters do that regularly. Well, let's say cutting up a, a pet that you had, right? Uh, oh, my God. So, so these are, okay, she killed him. Well, allegedly killed the parents, right? Right, right. And then you look into the, I, I don't. Yeah, I, and you. And I guess it's good that we don't it? understand it because it, it's unbelievable. Well, and that, you know, like, uh, so the the mother was a nurse, a school nurse, and um, I believe that she was uh, an aide or, or worked in a school as well. Mm. The, 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 the the daughter Verity. did. Verity. Oh my god! Um, you know, I have um, friends that teach uh, at that high school, and you know, just over the last couple of years, I had uh, the gentleman who was who was killed in a car accident with his son yeah. uh, last year. He was who the was principal? Yeah, or uh, principal or president or something like that. But he was well loved, and then this woman. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. Yeah, and then so that school's going to be yeah. freaked out by all of this, I'm sure, yeah. Beck lived in the home with her parents, police said. Uh, also say that officers found a large safe in a second-floor primary bedroom that had drill marks on it. Investigators say it appeared someone without a key or combination had been attempting to access it. Mm. According to the criminal complaint, investigators believe the couple were likely killed on January 7th after finding unread newspapers with that date. That was also when their son last had voice contact with uh, his mother, investigators. Say the couple's son believed that he was texting his parents the past week, but authorities believe it was the sister who was using the phone. A motive for the killing is not yet known. It's a Lower Moreland or Lower Marion? It is. She said Lower Marion first. Uh, I believe it's Lower Moreland. Oh, either way, that's too yeah. It is Lower Moreland High School. Okay. Yeah, she was a okay. Lower Moreland High School nurse. Okay. Uh, and then, so Kevin Steele's uh, been very busy. The body of uh, missing Montgomery County mother, Jennifer Brown, has been found, mm. according to District Attorney Kevin Steele. Crime scene investigators responded to an area behind an industrial complex in Royersford on Wednesday afternoon in connection with the case. Crews could be seen digging outside of the property. Police have not said <clears throat> what led them to the site. 43-year-old <clears throat> Brown was last seen by a friend and business associate around 2 p.m. on January 3rd. An investigation into Brown's whereabouts began after she never arrived to pick up her 8-year-old son from the bus stop the next day. She was a devoted mother of an 8-year-old boy, and by all accounts, she would have never left him unattended or unsupervised, said Steele. Officers found her car parked outside of her home on Stratford Court in Royersford. Her keys, wallet, and work cell phone were found inside. Authorities have not said if any arrests were made or revealed how Brown died. 
Campbell's Soup Company plans to spend about $50 million to upgrade its headquarters in New Jersey as it consolidates the central offices of snack businesses from North Carolina and Connecticut. The company announced Wednesday it will add about 330 positions at the site in Camden, bringing the total jobs there to about 1,600. It said the move will drive greater creativity, collaboration, and career development at the company. The facility as it is is, is pretty yeah. impressive yeah, and it's amazing. Beautiful. And now there's uh, going to be more. And they, they showed the sketches of what it's going to look like with the addition. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I and mean, between that and, and Subaru over come there. Come on, man. Six or yeah. so, like, soup and cars. Yeah. <laughs> soup and cars. <laughs> the jobs are <laughs> moving the offices in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, a Snyder's Pretz Bakery and other operations in Hanover, Pennsylvania, will not be affected by the changes, and the company will continue to operate Pepperidge Farm Bakery in Bloomfield, Connecticut. They have the most kick-ass store on premises there that has all their, their brands. Where, in Connecticut? No, in Camden. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, uh, we've, uh, we've gone in there and peruse the yeah. shelves and they have they have like stuff that that you won't always find in the grocery stores oh, cool. and some from their like worldwide market yeah other other countries and, yeah. and regional oh, yeah yeah it's pretty cool yep maybe we can stop yeah, tin tams yep. next time we're at subaru we'll yes yes there. <laughs> yes They're right across the street uh camels also said charlotte will remain a key manufacturing and distribution distribution center for the company the headquarters upgrade and expansion aided by unspecified tax incentives from new jersey will start in march and should take about three years to complete campbell's plans to upgrade existing space and construct new buildings including a campus center and a snack research and development center yeah. and pilot plant wait so there's going to be snack research done well, right here in listen Camden. if they uh, i will understand if they need our services yeah. we will gladly volunteer. Having one snacks headquarters is expected to save Campbell's $10 million annually within a few years. The company said the savings will be partially reinvested in the business and are included in the company's plan to increase margins in the snack division. No commercial roles are being eliminated related to the closing of the Charlotte and Norwalk buildings, officials said. In sports this morning... The Flyers, who were who are eight and two over their last ten games, are at home again tonight with a game against the Chicago Blackhawks. The puck will drop at seven o'clock. The Sixers, who have won three games in a row to improve to third place in the Eastern Conference, continue their road trip out west with a game in Portland against the Trailblazers. Tip-off tonight is at ten o'clock. And Chris Ford, a member of the Boston Celtics' nineteen eighty-one championship team, a longtime NBA coach, and the player credited with scoring the league's first three-point basket, has died at the age of seventy-four. The Press of Atlantic City. Reported he died in Philadelphia having suffered a heart attack earlier in the month. Born in Atlantic City, Ford played basketball at Villanova and was drafted by the Detroit Pistons in 1972. He began the 2003 season as an assistant for the Sixers and coached the final 30 games that season after Randy Ayers was fired. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. I'll keep this brief because yeah. we've had a little bit of a delay. And <laughs> what do you as, mean? As some of our listeners are, who are very creative, uh, someone put it, you guys sound like a monkey trying to have its way with a football this <laughs> yeah. morning. Well, I would agree 100%. So thank you for that. Here's the deal. I got here earlier than I normally do. So you got to uh, show up later. Else I, I have it. to. Yeah, yeah. I got to let Nick do what he does because <laughs> like, off. I completely effed up the morning. And all I wanted to do, because we have a tight schedule around the 8 o'clock hour. We do. And I needed to like make sure that we got in on time. Mm-hmm. And I ended up pushing us back another 10 well, minutes. Well, to quote a phone prank, quit your yapping. All right. Yeah, and, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> 
and listen to me. Yeah. I need you to stop talking and listen I to me. I need you to stop yeah. talking right. and listen to me. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to move along quickly. I do have a lot of uh, entertainment stories we're going to get to, but do we have some guests on the program? Yes, we do. Uh, the Philadelphia Audio Show, Auto Show director, uh, Mike Gemp, is going to be here. Yes. Coming up, not this weekend, but the following. And we are going to have sports reporter Stephen A. Smith who's going to be at the Free Library. Today, he's got a book out, and he's stopping by this morning to chat a little bit. So uh, those things, more stuff to give away. We will take a break, come back in a second, and like I said, a lot of stories from the entertainment world. And a stupid question, when we return, the hang. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy notes. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. It's not fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Super question this morning. We're going to give away uh, tickets to the Tattoo Arts Festival this weekend. The question I have for you is, what TV family had three sons named Brad, Mark, and Randy? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. What TV family had three sons named Brad, Mark, and Randy? Call now. We'll go through some birthdays while we await your phone call. And we'll begin with Desi Arnaz Jr., who was a little kid on I Love Lucy. He is now 70 years old. Yeah. He was a baby back in the day. So is is his sister older um, or is... I don't even... I didn't even know he had a sister. He does. Okay. So, so the... Um, and you remember when Lucy got pregnant, that was... I mean, I wasn't, uh, you know, cognizant or alive at that point in, in history, but... Uh, it was huge. It was, you know, a, a pregnant woman on television. And by the way, Desi Arnaz was the first person on TV Guide. Yes. The oh, very wow. first TV Guide oh, wow. was him as a baby. Right, right. 70 years old. Wow. And that's how huge it was. The great Dolly Parton celebrates her birthday today. She is 77 years old. Uh, I have some info coming up at Muse and News later on this morning. Her rock album is coming out later this year, and there's some big names, including Paul McCartney, yeah. appearing on that album. Why do I have a feeling this is going to be really good? I know. Yeah, because she's. So. Listen, she could stop doing everything and be the uh, the massive legend that she is. Yeah, but she's she's really cool. Uh, she got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and said that she should make a rock record. Yes, that's what she's that's doing. Right. So I love it. Seventy-seven years old today. Uh, Katie Segal, the actress, uh, married with children, Sons of Anarchy, tons of what? stuff. Throughout the years, ju- what was she just? She was just in something. The, the Connors. She was on the Connors. No, no, no. Was she in Yellowstone? Marissa knows what it dead is. Dead to me. Oh, hold was on. It? Oh, yeah, dead, dead to me. me. She was Sorry. the mother. Okay, that's right. She's uh, a great. She's a really good dramatic actress and a, and a great singer too. Yeah. Uh, she is sixty nine today. Uh, Drea Di Matteo, who was in The Sopranos, she's fifty one. Uh, Sean Wayans from uh, In Living Color, Scary Movie, White Chicks, and all that is fifty two today. Uh, Tippy Hedren. Love Tippy Hedren. From the birds. So did Alfred Hitchcock in a uh, perverted way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, mother of Melanie Griffith, of course. And she is 93 years old. 
Uh, it's a big birthday for journalist Martin Bashir. Bashir? <clears throat> God yeah. damn it, you brought that name up. Yeah, that's right. Michael hated uh, Martin Bashir because he bitch. did a big expose on him. I'm currently watching his arc uh, on The Crown. Yeah, uh, not and me, brother. He's it's over several episodes. It's not just a one off, right? But uh, he was yeah. connected. Oh yeah, and and he was he was conniving too. A little in, bit of deceit. Yeah, in uh, in how he secured uh, interviews and things like that. That's why he's no longer on on uh, <laughs> any uh, outlet. Yeah, they found out he crossed some ethical lines big time. Yeah. Uh, he's 60 years old today. Uh, actor Logan Lerman, who played uh, Percy Jackson yeah. in the Percy Jackson films. I take those movies. Uh, 310 to Yuma. And Steve, he was in Fury. Fury. Yeah, I think he was the young the guy. Young in the guy, tank. yeah. Uh, he's 31 today. Uh, a couple of friends of ours also have birthdays. Frank Caliendo. Oh. Boom. Happy birthday to you, Frank. He turns 48, and he's the exact same date, birth date, age, and everything as Ian LaPerriere. You thought, I, I had assumed that was the case. Lappy, you just thought yeah, so? Yeah, yeah. yeah, If any two people have the exact same birthday. Uh, they are both <laughs> 48 years old today. What is Lappy doing now? Uh, head coach for your Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Still, okay, and, uh, great. He's uh, listening to the show right now. Shut about. up! Yeah, so happy oh, birthday, hey. Lappy. Oh, I'm sorry I said, where is he now then? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> But last I heard, he and, and I hadn't... You meant Frank Aliando. He, he was being an assistant coach for the Flyers for a stretch, and then yeah. it's, it's sort of a promotion because now he's the head coach of the uh, the farm team. So um, Labby's just a great dude. And he is. Love him. He's great. And two of my favorite Ian LaPerriere <laughs> moments are when he lost his teeth and he was trying to do the uh, soles for shoes. <laughs> I think it was what it was yeah. called. Yeah. Uh, public service announcement, and there were just too many SHs in that, and he couldn't do it without his teeth in. And then the screaming, painted face yes. Flyers fan. Never not funny. My God. There, from time to time, when I just need to laugh, yeah. I'll go watch it. It's and his so reaction good. to it is great. Uh, Lappy, happy birthday to you, bud. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What TV family had three sons named Brad, Mark, and Randy? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to Patrick. See if he knows. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, buddy. All right, what TV show had three sons named Brad, Mark, and Randy, please? The uh, Taylor family on Home Improvement. Home Improvement, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang on, dude. Got yourself some tickets to head out to... In fact, there are four tickets for the 25th Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival. Friday through Sunday at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, 1,500 of the world's best tattoo artists are coming to Philly to tattoo you. For tickets, visit villainarts.com. All right, we're going to start with some audio. Uh, Jeremy Renner can be heard moaning in pain in the background of the 911 call that his neighbor made after the Avengers star was crushed by a snowcat. TMZ shared the audio yesterday in which a caller can be heard saying, someone's in front of my house and they got run over by a snowplow. He's been crushed. Uh, let's play some of this. Case, where is this? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to put it here in the stack. That way, if you want to pause it, you can pause it. So you can okay. just you know, hit that uh, Z1 button. Okay, so, yeah, we've uh, we've had some technical issues. Uh, but this is uh, the audio. Here we go. Right, right. Okay, what's the address? I need the address of the emergency, please. I told you. Help on the way. I just had to verify it. What is the phone number that you were calling from? Immediately. Someone's been run over by a snowcat. Hurry. Okay. Uh, what is the phone number that you're calling from just in case we get disconnected? Okay. Tell me exactly what happened. I don't know. Someone's in front of my house on the ground. They got run over by a snowcat. He's been crushed. Okay. We have Send paramedics to ambulance. 
Everyone's on the way right now, okay? Just stand. Listen to me. Can you hear him in the background? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God, that's chilling. I need, I, you, you might want to get a life, uh, life flight out here immediately. Okay. Where Where is he bleeding from? I don't know. I can't tell. It's okay. sad. Oh, 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 easy, 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 easy. It's on the inside of me. Okay, does it look like the bleeding is under control on his head? Okay, he says he's got ribs issues. Okay. The right side. You can hear him. Like he's, you know, I mean, it's got to be so hard to breathe and speak when you got ribs crushed like that. You said, and I think it's um, spot on. um, Had he been on pavement, yeah, Mm -hmm. the uh, the snow, had to Mm -hmm. save his life. Absolutely, because it it cushioned it a bit. All right, still about forty more seconds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got crushed up on his right side. Like up his right chest. Yeah, his right chest and the uh, upper upper torso. He's pretty uh, his ribs look like the, uh, the 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 neighbor. Yes. Yeah. Well, they and also the nine one one people are trained to to. No, I know, but yeah. like, listen to him. The way like he's like, yeah, it's crushed. Yeah. Like he okay. just sounds. He's got a head wound as well. Okay. Just keep this on you. Can you give me an ETA. Um. It's hard to it's hard to give an ETA just because the the snow on the mountain. I don't know how quick they're able to go. His breaths are getting shorter. So please, oh. no, breaths are getting shorter. Shallow breath. Okay. A lot of pain. He's conscious. Okay. We got him covered in blankets. His head's covered. Wow. He'll be drifting off. Oh my god. Is he starting to kind of drift off into sleep? Yeah. Oh my Stay god! Wait. Wow! Wow! Let me get the level. I. I, I... It's, un- it's unbelievable. Yeah. You guys ever have to call 911 before? Yes. Um, Rochelle did while uh, uh, Carter's friend was having a seizure. Okay. And we were, I was tending to him, and she was on the phone with him. But it's... Uh, there was it, a car accident in front of my house I had to do it for. But I was... Um, I, during the 911 call, was screaming. Yeah. I'm like, he's turning blue! He's turning blue! I'm like, I had zero calm whatsoever. Well, yeah. that's that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. if, if that, I was thinking of me in that situation, there's... Uh, There'd be two 911 calls, one for that person yeah. and one for you. Yeah. I, would, I, I would be out of my mind. Like, I would, I don't know that I would be able to com- be calm enough to give them the information. Wow. I'm a big fan, Mr. Renner. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. No. <laughs> How long did it take the ambulance to get that's there? That's what I was wondering. I don't know that because, was like she, she said, you're, you're, that, was you're talking, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the story was and when they arrived, but like she said, there was, you know, there's snow. You're talking about feet and feet of snow yeah. in that area. That's why he was, he was, he was, uh, Renner would uh, plow the uh, the other homes. I'm curious yeah. as to, yeah, how long it took before he eventually got aid. So, uh, but anyhow, he's back home now. It's amazing. It's so. freaking amazing. And, and once he gives an interview, once he's well enough to yeah. give an interview and recount all this, I'm really interested uh, to find out what all went on. Uh, moving on to some other uh, things. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Dropped nearly $200,000 on a necklace that was once owned by Princess Diana. Thank you. Uh, Page Six uh, Style confirmed on Wednesday that the reality star spent $197,000 on the former Royals iconic amethyst and diamond cross necklace. So she wears Marilyn's gown. Right. Gets Princess yeah, she... Diana's jewelry. Yeah. Um, she's also got, uh, I think, jewels from Elizabeth Taylor as well. I heard right. on the story this morning. She has George Washington's colostomy bag. Uh, according to a of, uh, lamb. Sotheby's press release, Kardashian's rep beat out three other bidders with a price more than double its pre-auction estimate. 
Uh, the auction house wrote on Instagram that the Atala Cross, yeah, oh, it's created huge. in the 1920s, yep, was one of Princess Diana's favorite pieces. It is understood that she is the only person to have ever worn the necklace. And it has not been seen in public since her death in 1997. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, she snagged it, and she will be wearing it. I can guarantee you that. Saw this story this morning. This is, oh, man, this is terrible uh, because I I, I can't believe this is going to end well. English actor Julian Sands. Yeah. Known for his work in such films uh, films and TV series as Room with a View, 24, Oxford Blues, uh, in uh, is missing in Southern California. A spokesperson for the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Coroner Department confirmed Wednesday that Sands uh, was first reported missing Friday evening after not returning from a hike. Search and rescue teams have been scouring the Mount or Baldy Bowl area of Mount Baldy. You just had a story on this yesterday in the Bizarre File. Yeah. I had a story of a woman who died. Uh, she fell down a slope, and at, she was a practiced hiker at Mount Baldy, and. Is in the San Bernardino Mountains uh, since that time. Ground crews were initially deployed in the search, but pulled back Saturday evening due to the risk of avalanche and adverse weather conditions. <clears throat> the search has continued in the days since uh, via helicopter and drone when weather conditions have permitted visibility. A ground search will resume when it is deemed safe for the search and rescue crew to return to the area. Uh, Santa's disappearance came in the midst of severe weather and rainfall in the Southern California region. I've always liked this guy. So have I. I've yeah. really He's a very good actor. Always enjoyed uh what he brings to the to the screen. But at this point, days missing since Friday. Yeah. Man, that's not good. Uh he first rose to prominence with supporting roles in uh, 1984 films Oxford Blues and The Killing Fields. His breakout role came a year later in A Room with a View. His other credits include Leaving Las Vegas, Arachnophobia, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, TV Smallville, and Banshee, among others. Mm-hmm. So Mm-mm. I hope they find him alive. It's just not looking good for that loan to be out in the in the elements. elements? Yeah. yeah. All right. So this is a weird little story here. Uh, of course, you remember Tiger King, Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm. One of the plot prog- progressions was the fact that Baskin's ex-husband, Don Lewis, was declared formally dead in 2002 after going missing in 1997. Carol's arch nemesis Joe is always outspokenly accused Baskin of murdering Lewis, allegedly by feeding him to her own tigers at her her big cat rescue. Uh, Now, (laughs) it turns out Lewis has been found alive in Costa Rica. Stop. Come on. But the discovery is now just going viral over a year later. So this information apparently came out. Over a year ago. And that's where he would travel to, right? Like, that was known. That's where that she that's said where... he was going, I thought. Yes. So during a November 2021 interview with ITV's uh, This Morning Talk Show, Baskin revealed that her ex is indeed alive and well. At the time, Baskin reportedly told ITV, one of the really exciting things that came out of this Tiger King 2 is that they produced a letter from Homeland Security, and it says a special agent in charge with the FBI and Homeland Security Reached out to the sheriff's detective, Jorge Fernandez, which means that this had to have happened before 2002 because Homeland Security wasn't even around in 2002. Well, you know, Homeland Security has a whole Tiger King division. She said, I didn't think he was capable of supporting himself. He took about a million dollars down to Costa Rica. I had agreed to let him do that so he could prove to himself that he could make a living. As for what happened to the money in question, Baskin said she attempted to recover it, only to find that there was just $80,000 left because the investments he had made were so bad. Now... 
Lewis has not made a public statement about the fact that he isn't six feet under, nor does he appear to have returned to the United States. Right. While Baskin maintains that the American government is aware that Lewis is alive and living in Costa Rica, he's reportedly still legally documented as deceased. I, this, I don't know if I believe this I, or not. I think this, I, mean, I agree. I, it's too sketchy. Yeah. Well, and also he has a family, so he had an ex-wife and daughters yeah. that were mm-hmm. concerned and speaking out against her, saying she did. We believe she did something. Wouldn't so, he yeah. contact them? Well, and so are his daughters okay with it? Like, have yeah. they seen him? Have they yeah, talked I don't to know. him? I, I do not know. So we will keep an eye on this. Yes, and see if anything or else as it develops comes up for this. Uh, Marissa, I did not ask for this. Steve, did you send over audio of? Um, the singer from uh, the Plain White Tees to Marissa. Uh, I believe okay. I sent over the video. I saw the video. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to like, read this story. I would have put it out in music. I almost news. cried in the. Office. I did oh, cry yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's so, adorable. A young cancer patient uh, named after the hit song "Hey, Del- hey There, Delilah." I uh, got the surprise of a lifetime when Plain White Tees singer Tom Higginson showed up to her hospital room for a one-on-one performance. It was posted on TikTok. The video shows the eight-year-old Delilah's reaction and is now putting smiles on faces around the globe. Uh, Higginson said that when he was approached to visit the little girl in Los Angeles, it wasn't a question of it but when, or if but when. Um, So uh, it's cool because they made a video for the little girl of him about to sing the song to her, and, and they were showing, her parents were showing it to her, and he goes, hey, I'm, you know, uh, hi, I'm Tom. I wrote this song, and, I, and it's your song, so I'd like to perform it for you. And he goes, wait a minute. I have a better idea. And then he comes walking into the room with the guitar. and um, Her little face. <laughs> She's so shocked. Yeah, it was uh, released over 17 years ago, but now it's being played over and over once again because of this. Delilah's eight years old. She lives in Los Angeles during her four-year battle with cancer. Uh, she's relied on Hey There, Delilah to lift her spirits. Uh, and she's Higginson like... said, it was pretty magical for me. She kept saying that she's so blessed and that was so sweet. And to make it happen, Higginson was approached by Isaiah Garza, who is known on TikTok for helping strangers throughout random acts of kindness. And it's something Higginson says that he's grateful that he was a part of and says it was better than any oh, performance he's ever beautiful. done. Um, all right. Hear. Yeah, I would like to hear some of this. Go ahead. What's up, Delilah? It's Tom from Plain White Tees. I hear you're a big fan of our song, Hey There, Delilah. So, figured that I would play for you right now. So, here we go. Actually, you know what? I got a better idea. Hang on a second. (gasps) (laughs) Hi, Delilah. (laughs) Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. <laughs> Times Square gets not as bright as you. I swear it's true. Oh, what you do to me. Hey She's there, singing Delilah, along. Singing along. to you. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Just absolutely. Warms your heart, rips your heart out, does all of those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Phenomenal. Wonderful so, they did that. Yep, most definitely. All right, uh, a couple other things, and we'll move on to some clips here in a second. Uh, ben Savage is running for Congress. According to TMZ, the Boy meet, Meets World alum is looking to represent California's 30th district, which includes Los Angeles and uh, cities uh, immediately to its north. Do you need a tissue, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> he's he loves Boy Meets World. He's wiping his eyes. He loves Boy Meets <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was the hate. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what did it. 
Uh, so he's just thinking about Mr. Feeney. Oh, he was actually being like sent. I thought he. I legitimately thought he was picking his nose, and that's why you're offering him a tissue. <laughs> no. no, no, he was. Yeah, he's yeah. crying over yeah. there. He's a sensitive guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was <laughs> the boy meets world joke. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Oh, okay. 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 oh my god. Uh, so it's <laughs> we're all over the place. One's crying, one's laughing. He was so learned, Mister. <laughs> Show was set in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Yeah. yeah. I never watched Boy Meets World other than a passing glance to see Topanga and oh go, my "Wow." God. That young lady is gorgeous. And she hates us, right? Uh, yeah. She hung up on us. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, she loves us. I don't think it's so. like, yeah, absolutely. Hey, all, we did, yeah. The, all we did was point out that there was a report she was making out with another girl at uh, McFadden's. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, it's got Casey upset, so we're moving along. Uh, anyhow, if uh, Ben Savage is successful, he would be taking Representative Adam Schiff's U.S. congressional seat, assuming Schiff makes a run for uh, Senate uh, or for Senator Dianne Feinstein's. Senate seat. So he's announcing that he wants to run for Congress. I know we're pressed for time, but uh, William Daniels, who played Mr. Feeney, uh, the, his wife just wrote a book, Preston. They they have had... Oh, yeah, I saw that. They had this open relationship that she didn't really care for. Yeah. Oh, and, but he uh, loved it. But, but he loved it. <laughs> he could bang whoever the hell he wanted to. Of course he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, moving on to a couple other quick stories. Um, this is fun. Finn Wolfhard. Uh, from Stranger Things, understands why his co-star Millie Bobby Brown called him a lousy kisser during a lie detector test for Vanity Fair. Uh, The It star told the Drew Barrymore show that he's fine with it. He said, my first on-screen kiss was with Millie, but I didn't know how to approach that in any way. There was no like, hey, uh, you're going to do this thing, and then at the end you're going to move in and kiss her. And so I just kind of like headbutted her when I did it. Yeah, so it's your first kiss that made him a lousy kisser. Yeah, and uh, Millie Bobby. They Brown's should make out now to see how he's improved. Yeah, yeah. See if, see, see if you've come along. Uh, Alec Baldwin will find out today if he's being charged in the fatal shooting on the set of Rust in 2021. And he's hoping he doesn't get charged, right? I would yeah, think yeah. so. Uh, God, I can't believe it was in 2021. It does not seem like it was that long yeah, ago. Yeah, because it was when the story broke. My head spun around. You, what? Yeah. Variety reports that Mary Carmack Altwies, uh, New Mexico's first judicial district attorney, will announce a decision at uh, 9 a.m. Oh, it says Mountain Time today. So we'll find out later on. Uh, let's see. Get ready for Megan 2.0. According to E! News, Universal Pictures has officially ordered a sequel to the horror film. Uh, it'll hit theaters in January 2025. So they have given it the green light and why not? Of course. It was yeah. a hit. Yep. We've been on a really good horror run. A lot of good horror movies coming out. You know, the, the great thing about them is that they don't cost a lot, but when they hit, they make a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, Susan Sarandon is supportive of the stage adaptation of Thelma and Louise, currently being workshopped with Amanda Seyfried and Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, the film's star told Variety on Tuesday, I think it's fabulous. They're both great. And I hope they have as much fun and enjoy each other and love each other as much as Gina Davis and I did. I really hope they fail miserably. Uh, Amanda Bynes, this is interesting, is ready to make her first public appearance post-conservatorship. Deadline reports that the actress will join former All That castmates Danny Tamborelli, 
Kel Mitchell, and Lori Beth Denberg at 90s Con for the show's largest reunion since the Nickelodeon series wrapped 18 years ago. The show is very popular, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'd I be hope, curious to see how that plays out. I hope that uh, I hope that she's in a better place because uh, there are times when she seems really, really vacant. Yes. Uh, so yeah. the convention runs March 17th to the 19th, and that is in Hartford, Connecticut. And then one last piece of great news Ted Lasso will return to Apple TV Plus this spring, they yes. announced. All right. Christ's sake. Yeah. Now, last I heard that it, this was going to be the final season. I've heard nothing that uh, has yeah. changed that. That yeah. is, um, that stinks. Yeah. But um, if it wraps up wonderfully, then we'll just accept it for the gem it has been. i got to believe they would branch out and do, do something, something else. At least take maybe some of those characters and move on to another. Don Lasso. Don Lasso? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I was thinking maybe, you know, Roy Kent gets yeah. his own show or something like that. Uh, so the streamer announced yesterday that the Emmy-winning comedy series will return for season three in spring of 2023, though a specific date was not released as of yet. All right, we're ready for clips now. All right, where are we going here? Uh, Case, where are we playing it? Right up here. All right, for... thank you. Uh, that 90s show, the spinoff of cult classic That 70s Show, revisits life with the original cast 16 years into the future. And here Mila Kunis jokes about being married to Aston Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher, a.k.a. Kelso. Here we go. I called BS. My character would be with Fez. And I was like, why are you and I together? And also, he was married when 70s ended to Shannon Elizabeth, and he was a cop. And now we're married with a kid, and I was like, no, I don't know about this. <laughs> Thing sucks. Uh, that 90s show is out today on Netflix if you want to check that out. Here's the next clip. The Sun follows Peter, whose busy life with new partner Beth and their baby are thrown into disarray when his ex-wife turns up with their teenage son. And in this clip, Hugh Jackman discusses his intense interest in this project. So I had this awkward moment where I emailed the director uh, because I felt an urgency to play the part. I just I just had that. It's a rare thing to happen. It's one you look for. I emailed him. I said, sorry if you're dancing with somebody else. If you are, I'm not the kind of guy to cut in. But if you're not, I would love to play the part. Take his pants off. Uh, the son is... <laughs> That's him, right? That is him. That's him getting the role. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the son is in theaters on Friday, by the way. All right, there you go. Your entertainment report for Thursday morning. I hope you could handle it. It was a lot. A lot of entertainment. Very entertaining, and sometimes people don't have that tolerance. Uh, they don't. They do not. All right, uh, you know what I'd like to do? I want to give away some movie passes. We have Knock at the Cabin, a screening coming up. It is not until the 31st, so it's a week from this coming Tuesday. It's a little ways off, but I'll take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. The screening is going to be at the PFS East and it will be at 7 p.m. So if you are available and want to go to that, call us right now. Call us 10 and 11. We are going to give you those movie passes. We have a few people on the program this morning, including Stephen A. Smith. He's got a new book out. He's stopping into the studio a little over an hour from now. So we'll take a break and we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us, friend. We won't be gone long. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. 
Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's Eclair. Father of mine. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double down. Lit. And fuel. the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montauk, President Steve's Cardboard Classic, and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, a little bit later this morning, uh, sports aficionado Stephen A. Smith is going to be in our studio. He's got an appearance at the Free Library uh, today at 1 o'clock. He's got a book out, so we will talk to him here in the studio a little bit later on this morning. Uh, but between now and then, one of the things I think we need to do is pay a visit to a learned institution. Oh, yes. The JSI, the Just Saying Institute. Let's- the Just Saying Institute. Home of the new Flawless Radio Show opening research center. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely need research done into that. There needs to be more work done in that. Yeah, for those who missed it, we had a horrible opening of the show today. (laughs) Or, or, yeah, Yeah. or it was brilliant. Or it was part of research. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Uh, The universities of Essex and Reading in the UK worked jointly to discover that strict sounding teachers were not as inspiring compared to nicer educators. So strict-sounding teachers yeah. failed to uh, inspire their students. So essentially, oh, nice yeah. teachers are better than mean teachers. Of course. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, the study... I think in, in life, you tend to gravitate towards people who are more pleasant, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so. But then there's like, you know, people respond to tough love, I guess. That's part of it. I don't, I don't know. It also depends probably on the age. Yes. So these are 10 to 16-year-olds. Okay. Uh, the study involved hundreds of them. They showed kids uh, with strict teachers are more likely to rebel and less likely to reveal when they have a problem in school. Hey, bro, I'd really like to rap about calculus with you. <laughs> Uh, gentler, more supportive voices encourage a stronger student-teacher relationship. Uh, students listened to recordings of 250 teachers, and they rated how the tone affected them. Oh, where can I get those recordings for when I'm driving? Right. Uh, do you remember? I remember good and bad teachers. I, rem- I remember my favorites and my the ones I hated. Yes, too, most um, definitely. Uh, the, the ones were that I liked were more approachable, but held you know held things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, ones that I didn't like as well. On the other side were ones who tried too hard to be your buddy. So there was a there was a teacher in junior high who had the rep. Uh, he was a uh, social studies teacher. His name was Mr. Barden. And he by far ruled with an iron hand. Oh, really? And you feared Mr. Barden. Guess who got Mr. Barden <laughs> in eighth grade? And I oh, couldn't man. believe it. Yeah. I went, or maybe it was ninth grade. But I remember when... Yeah, it was ninth grade. When I remember... Seeing my schedule come out for that year, I'm like, oh, no. Mr. Barton. Like, silence was the strict rule in his classroom. He's the type where if you had your uh, elbow up and, say, your chin on on your fist like this, resting it, he would come up from behind and knock your arm out. Oh, yeah. Come on. And he carried around a stick. Yeah, and he uh, uh, he would you know call everyone people, listen people, people, and, and he had this really dry. 
he would he would use he would use quiet as an intimidator. He would turn and without saying anything, dead quiet in the room and just look at you. <laughs> oh, the worst. And and everybody knew because all the attention was on him, and everybody knew you were getting that glare. He was tough. And the funny part about it, my best friend Steve, I'll never forget this because he was in my class too. But we never socialized <laughs> in class. You were not allowed to talk to other students. But my buddy Steve, they found out that Mr. Barden liked his booze. Oh, yeah. So Steve, on the last day of school, this is in eighth, ninth right. grade, yeah. left a bottle of scotch on his table. <laughs> what? And Mr. Barden loved it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Did he know it was from him? No, Steve didn't say. And it was like oh, a high-quality one. It was called Pinch Scotch, which was not cheap. It was right. expensive. I, you know, I need Why to didn't ask, you do that the first day? I need to ask Steve where he, how he got that, who bought it for him. He yeah. had older siblings, so that was probably it. But he snuck in a bottle of booze and left it on his desk <laughs> the last day of school. You know that wasn't coincidental that you were in his class. I know. I probably... They, you were placed yeah, there. Probably. Probably. <laughs> because I was going to say, I can't remember any teachers that I disliked. Like, I never had that, like, oh, my God, I got Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so. And yeah. I really, you know, I, and probably for... I was a good student, so I don't You were think delivering need, the goods. But I didn't... I, I don't... I didn't... I wasn't an issue in class, so I didn't need those strict teachers. Yeah. They were probably vying for you. Right? I mean, yeah. probably. Steve, yeah. yes, I'm sure they were. How do I get Kathy in my class? <laughs> I was just looking up one uh, teacher that I had in high school to see if she was still alive because uh, not only did I dislike her, everybody that ever took her class disliked her. Oh. And and I don't want to rip her on air uh, because I think that she is still alive. It's also interesting to me because I've reconnected with a, with a teacher that I loved in high school. And right. uh, he, he retired recently. His name is Mr. Eberly. He was the best. And it's just, it's really cool to like, know him a bit as an adult, you know, and and yeah. to hear his stories about students that came through his classes over the years. Well, you, you guys recently surprised me, Casey, with uh, my band teacher, Mr. Yeah, Becker. That was great. Yeah. And so uh, after that on-air engagement, because he was a great teacher and I really liked Mr. Becker, I called him and and had a nice conversation and it was like, it was like you were saying, it was pretty wild to reconnect as an adult. Yeah. On that level, although I still called him Mr. Becker. Of course you did, yes. Yeah. You're taught to respect your teachers. Yeah. Yes. And, and he didn't say, hey, you can call me Chris. Yeah. He didn't say that. I don't want that. No. I want you to always fear me. <laughs> My mom was was a teacher her whole career, and uh, Steve, she told me not that long ago, that she always loves hearing from former students, good and bad. Like, she likes reconnecting with them. It's awesome. And if it's something where it, like... They want to be a little critical of her. She's okay with that. She just likes hearing from students she had in the past. So the one teacher that I had was that who was known to be uh, volatile also was the one who always put in for the most field trips. So it was like, <laughs> it was like, all right, all right. Mr. Harris like, yeah. had a, a, a trigger temper. But, man, you were going all over the place. So, Fair like, enough. okay, we came down to Philadelphia, Mr. Harris. He just hated kids. He just yeah. hated kids. He just to get yeah. you guys out of the classroom. I hate you all, yeah. but I love to travel. Yeah. You're in here with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, according to the professor in charge of this, said teachers uh, can provide a positive learning environment when they are thoughtful in how they used to use their tone of voice. So that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I honestly, all, all said and done, I had a, a bunch of really solid teachers. And I had a teacher who was, um, he was the one person when, when uh, the, this was the teacher that asked the students to write down the grade that they thought they deserved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I just wrote, act natural, your Singapore contact is dead. And he, uh, he busted out laughing. And he knew I wasn't into the class and he wasn't going to take me out because of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it, but that was... 
Uh, most of them, e- even if they weren't that into it, they were pretty, they were cool, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's cool. Good for you. All right, uh, let's see. Another story from the Just Saying Institute. A study published in the journal Nutrients. That's my favorite journal! Found that men who conserve, uh, consume energy drinks and sweetened coffees are at a higher risk of balding. Oh, no. I don't have to worry. (laughs) Men who drank one sweetened drink daily saw a 42% increase in their likelihood to lose hair compared with those who never drank sweet drinks. So that's why soda now comes with a hairnet. I could say so it should. (laughs) Researchers researchers studied 1,000 Chinese men between the ages of 18 and 45 over four months. Uh, However, these men tended to eat more fast food and fewer vegetables. Uh, nutritional deficiencies and crash eyes are common a common cause of hair thinning and shedding. Why well, isn't the, the most dominant cause of hair loss your genetics? It's I got, would think yeah, so. It's yeah. and, and it's it's on your mother's side, right? If your mother's father, if, uh, you know, your father-in-law, yeah, uh, was bald, chances that, are. But that that's not the case in my family. Really? No, my grandfather died with a full head of hair, and uh, both. Where my, did he buy it? Both my brothers. <laughs> no, he he really. Had, yep. Yeah. He yeah. Had, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's not. I, there's no. There full head of hair, and my grandmother had perfect teeth. Wow. Okay. Yep. Oh. She died with all hey, of her, her teeth. Uh, Kathy, I wanted to ask about uh, Dennis. So your husband has a shaved head. He's, yeah. He's bald. Uh, if he grew hair back in, would he have uh, pattern baldness? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He would have, like, the peninsula, yeah, the Dr. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, the, the I don't Dr. even Phil. know that he could grow anything. Oh, wow. I would sit in the... Boy, I would love to see what he looked like like that. Bruce Willis, <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. I'd what? be at that level. You'd be at that level? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I would have, I would have the Bruce Willis thing. Yeah. But... Three. Kathy, tell Dennis, <laughs> just for fun, to grow out his hair no, for a year. Never. I want to see no. that. Do you remember, you remember, I want to see that. you remember the Seinfeld episode where the guy had been shaving his hair all along and grew his hair in and... Um and realized he was going bald, and he started to panic. He's like, you <laughs> <laughs> shaving your head all along. You yeah. know who shaves their head, but I don't think they're, they're actually bald? Kyle. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I think Kyle has it. Look at his beard. Know. Look, his beard is I'm, robust. I'm, I'm looking at his thinning. hair. He, it, like, it's it, probably thinning. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you can see a hairline oh, that's... Yeah. It's back a little bit. Back yeah, it's back, Casey. Bit. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, get in here, Kyle. I want to take a closer... Just come over here, over this way. You can use one of our mics, so... Yeah. Oh, he's got... Uh, yeah, he's got the lagoon yeah. uh, in, in the back there, uh, which is around your uh, the crown of your head, where it, where it thins out, and there's a spot where oh, the hair goes away back there, so... Out and you'll see it. All right, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, let it grow I, out. I want you looking like Bon Jovi by the end of the so year. So there's receding, <laughs> which is the front, and then you have that that guy in the back. The monk. The, yeah. The monk, yes. Yeah. That's a better way to put it, exactly. Uh, so according to the study, hair follicle cells are the second fastest dividing cells in the body and require all the nutrients of a well-balanced, healthy diet if you want it to remain. Now, some people are more prone to it than others. Sure. And it's just going to happen naturally. But if you aren't inclined, uh, drinking energy drinks and a lot of sweetened stuff may cause that to uh, to speed up. They say bit. the number three most common uh, situation for hair loss is having it ripped off in an amusement park ride. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can be, uh, yes, a contributor to yes. uh, losing Lost hair. it in a roller coaster. Okay, what else we have here? Uh, all right, I thought this was pretty cool. HealthGrades, the leading online resource for comprehensive information about physicians and hospitals, has announced the recipients of their 2023 America's Best Hospitals Awards in- <laughs> and state rankings. 
Where is that? There we go. Thank you, Lord. Turn that down. Uh, so, anyhow, they have uh, they have released oh, my bad. their awards. <laughs> yes, it's all over the goddamn place. <laughs> Um, the site's annual recognition of the nationwide leaders in overall clinical excellence in the top-ranked hospitals for specialty care by each state offers a comprehensive look at healthcare's options, and uh, they use the MedPAR data spanning from 2019 to 2021, representing three-year estimates for Medicare patients, and uh, so I've got out the ones in our area that are the tops. That's why I bring the this top. Up. The top medical facilities in this area, yes. And we have a, a plethora by state. Uh-huh. By state, uh, Delaware. Uh, the top hospital is Christiana Hospital yeah. in uh, Newark, Delaware. Well respected. In New Jersey, it's uh, Morristown Medical Center, mm-hmm. Morristown, New Jersey, and then Overlook. Medical Center, which is in Summit, New Jersey. Do you guys know where Summit, New Jersey is? It's up high. Okay. And then I'm happy to announce that in Pennsylvania, all of the hospitals are in Eastern PA. Whoa! Hey! So the, and this is a big-ass state. Cyanocon-Con. Yeah. Cyanocon-Con, everyone. So Chester County Hospital is wow. considered the top one. Where? I don't even know where Chester County is. Hospital? It's in uh, Westchester. It's in Westchester. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then you have uh, Lancaster General Hospital in Lancaster, PA. Lankanau Medical Lankanau. Center. Lankanau. Yeah. Right down the road. Yep. That's where I went after I fainted. Me too. That's all of my yeah. yeah. We're in the fainters club. Hey. <laughs> in uh, Wynwood. So, uh, yeah, that's where we sent uh, intern Joe. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. When we shot hot sauce in his butt. Yes. Anything From that hot bad sauce happens. in your butt to the, <laughs> the fainting <laughs> to the episodes. The Casey Wait, kids. When that happened, what, um, I mean, I know obviously he was in pain, but what actually did they do for him? They flushed it out. Yeah. Yeah, just like, like, yeah probably gave him some ibuprofen and he said, had, here, son. He had to drive himself to the hospital. The best part was he showed up to the <laughs> ER and he goes, he goes in and tells him what the problem is. He's like, this is weird. He's a, a hot sauce in the crack of my butt. And the person working there goes, you're Joe, aren't you? <laughs> so great. Did he have makeup on at the time or is that a different? We put clown makeup on his face. I hope he washed oh, it off. I think he yeah, did. Yeah. We right. were too mean. Or maybe there him. was a clown discount that day. Yeah. And then the last hospital, Reading Hospital in West Reading, uh, came up as uh, the top. So that's all Westchester, Lancaster, Wynwood, and uh, West Reading are the top hospitals in the entire state, and they're we, all in this area. We have some fine medical that, yeah. That's amazing news for us, just because, listen, proximity to a great location is important Absolutely. when it comes to your health. Uh, when it comes to New Jersey, I have an ignorant uh, Pennsylvania question, uh, Preston. Was it Morristown or Morristown? Because I always get confused. Between Morristown. And I, I don't remember which one's closer that's to North us. That's North Jersey. Is it right. Mor- Morristown is closer? Okay. Morristown? All right, but yes. Morris Town is further away. Okay, is it I, Morris I, I was, Day and the time, or is it Morris Day and the time? It's Morris Day and the time. Uh, yeah, Morris Town is what I was thinking, but I guess this is Morris Town is up north. It's not too far from Summit, actually. Mo- uh, Morris Town is closer to Philly. Okay. All right, uh, so we got some good hospitals in the area. We, we're blessed to have. I mean, there are people literally who fly in from around the world to come to some of the uh, the hospitals here and medical facilities. That's 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 a gift. The uh, study that I saw, the story here, uh, was voluminous, so I didn't get to get to all of it. And I was surprised, and I'm sure elsewhere on the list, but I, I didn't see Chop on there. No. I didn't see Penn. I didn't no. see some of these other big ones, uh, Jefferson or anything like that. Right. I was kind of surprised by that. So I didn't look at what the exact metrics were. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's an interesting list, and I thought that was kind of cool that we had these nearby here. All right, uh, let's play what else from the Just Saying Institute. All right, 
A University of Sheffield study suggests that taking your time in the bedroom could be better for getting pregnant. And this is because men's sperm counts are boosted the more aroused they become. Of the um, people here, uh, did you guys try oh, yeah. to get pregnant or did you just get pregnant? Yes, we, we had, yeah. it was a concerted effort. And did you go very slow? No. Yeah, baby. How about you, Nick? Doing it like that. It was, it was intentional and uh, it took all of like uh, 40 seconds. Wow. wow. But I mean, like, the first honest, time out. Honestly, the first time we tried to get pregnant, we got pregnant. Bingo, man. Okay. You should play the duck game at the carnival. <laughs> it took us a little bit. Did it? Yeah. The the timing had to be right. Uh, and uh, but and the yeah, intercom had to be off. All three times we... Uh, no, that was after <laughs> they were born. Uh, <laughs> So the uh, all three times were uh, yes, definitely uh, we we are trying and and Rochelle monitored levels and things like that, temperature and stuff like that. Yeah, and yes, yeah. When she was ovulating, right, right, right. Try to nail it. How about you, Case? All three times were surprise. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know we that. We weren't we weren't not trying, but we weren't trying. Oh okay. Yeah, we weren't. Uh, yeah. It's in that like that scene in the series Trying, Preston, where they're. Um, She's uh, ready to go on. They, you know, they're on the bus. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, now, and, and she, do it now. She was. She was checking her level. She's like, I'm ovulating yeah, right now. now. There's like one other person on the bus that's yeah. asleep. We <laughs> have to do it. You got to remember, we had three kids under five years old. That was a. I that was a lot that. in a little amount of time. Yeah. That's was, like having a, a traveling circus. Case was one of the times uh, that Diane conceived in San Francisco. And why do I know that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We know exactly where and when Caroline was uh, conceived. Okay. Uh, Because of the time frame after we did the math, we're like, okay, it was during uh, where I went back from my 30th high school reunion and uh, Rochelle had, or maybe it was the 20th. But anyway, um, uh, and Rochelle had been away for a week prior and a week after. Oh, right. And so we did the math and and we had one encounter and we knew exactly when it was. We were in a hotel and the lights went out. There was a storm that came through and we're like, Go time. Wanna? Yeah. Boom. Let's do it. And we did. Go. Baby and time. that was it. Yeah. Boom. I know exactly where it happened. Kabooyah. Yeah. <laughs> it's on, baby. We're going to get the freaky diggy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's a remix of this guy. Oh, man. Yeah. Keep that music going. Oh. Keep it going, Wade. Oh, yeah. It'll be regular center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. This should be the intro for uh, Stephen A. Smith later this morning. (laughs) All right. right. Uh, So the study examined 63 sperm donors, uh, some of whom watched virtual reality pornography. Virtual reality, reality Yeah. I tried that. Uh, a, d- d- just jacked oh, into the deadliest a, catch. With an Oculus? I guess that's what that was. Oh, okay. <laughs> I still have never done that. Uh, neither have I. It's pretty wild. Is yeah, it? Did it? Yeah, when we had... Um, we had one... I, I didn't do it with the one that I have now, which is the... Uh, the Oculus. Or the yeah. PSVR? Yeah, no, no, no. But the Oculus, I guess that's what... Yeah, the, but yeah. there was one before that came with a phone. You had to put the phone in there. Oh, right. that's like uh, Verizon had that. Uh, yeah. You did it to that? Yeah. That's why? a cheap version. Yeah. So uh, you, could, you could access um, VR porn on through the web browser on the PlayStation. And so uh, I didn't I didn't actually... Fo- I wasn't following through, but I wanted to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Okay. 
I wonder if you could do that on the Oculus. Yes. And I wonder if you can erase the history on the Oculus. <laughs> 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 the FBI reported it in a long history of VR. <laughs> we go down to Jim Ilgashevsky. Jim, why are you wearing that mask and why are your pants down? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom, I didn't know you were cutting to me right <laughs> Experts theorize uh, that, uh, okay, so the counts, uh, by the way, when they when they did VR porn, uh, counts were 58% higher in the group watching the VR content. So the sperm count was higher. Uh, so experts theorize that this is because they felt that they were taking part in the experience. Does it depend on the system, whether it's the Xbox or... No, no, it does not. It's just whether or not they are uh, excited if they it, are it's, not... It's, it's more conducive aroused. to that, uh, the, the arousal. Yeah, so, okay. so sperm counts are boosted when men are aroused, so therefore they recommend taking your time in the bedroom. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> If you're trying, <laughs> Bill's favorite clip. <laughs> Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Can you say? Can you play it up until before he talks about his personal I, I, private I'll, parts? I'll try. Get, get right. ready on the button. Here. All right. Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? I have a strange discharge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Dad, what? Do you, Dad, Dad, can Dad. I talk to you for a minute? Oh, I have God. a strange discharge. <laughs> what do you think would be more traumatic? Uh, because. <laughs> <laughs> Just pause. I'm just going to let it go. Just let it go for a second. This is the sound of that guy's voice. Dad. Hey, Dad. Son, did you finish him mowing the lawn? I did, Dad. Can I talk to you for a second? I have a strange discharge. Okay, son. Well, All right. they're kicking you out of the military? Yeah. What does it taste like? That's for Bill. Yeah. All right. What were you going to say? What would uh, be more traumatic? What? Because neither has happened to me. But what do you think would be more traumatic? Getting caught doing that to yourself by your parents or your children? By your parents uh, or your children? I think having both of them pay to watch you do it. Yeah. <laughs> that might be more traumatic. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, so they're saying if if you would like to be more fertile, then yeah. try that approach. Take Dad, your, can I talk to you for a minute? Uh, time, I have a strange God. discharge. Okay. <laughs> You can delete the history on your Oculus. Yeah. You can. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, on your end, Facebook will hold on to it forever. <laughs> it, they call it the placebo effect. All right. We're trying to keep things tight here, right, Case? Yeah. Right. Got a little bit of time. I'm going to do a little math. Uh, all right. Then I want to make sure this one counts. Let me get a good one here. One that maybe Kathy will be into. Let's see here. No. Oh, yeah. Yep. This one I set aside specifically for Romano. (laughs) Medical researchers in the UK found that self-service checkouts that make our lives easier are teeming with loads of bacteria. Oh, yeah. The scientists tested other items that we touch regularly, like handles on doors and computer keyboards, but they concluded that self-service checkouts had more disease-carrying bacteria than the others. I figured well, that. I, anyway, right? Any Anything that has like a, a, a credit card pad or anything, that you, you, it's going to well, be touched like crazy. And the Mac machine. Like the Mac machine. Yeah. That, that's what I that, always think of when I go don't there. do you keep sanitizing, hand sanitizing your car for that? Yes. Yeah. And listen, places like um, Target and CVS that have all these self-checkout, all during COVID, they had hand sanitizer right next to the self-checkout so you could use it Did before and them? after. Yes. That's and it's not idea. there anymore. Yeah, no. Bring Why them back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of using your fingertips, you should use your tongue. Your tongue. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there's a little more to this. Scientists were especially shocked when they discovered a bacteria that comes from human 
feces to be especially of prevalent of course. on self-service stations. That was something that they were finding on, tel- on uh, remotes and hotel rooms. Yeah, and Fecal a matter. It's anywhere, even doorknobs, anywhere. There was another thing I saw a little while back, completely different than, than medical stories concerning the uh, self-service checkouts, that there is potential for you, by an accident, uh, to get in a lot of trouble if something doesn't scan properly and you put it away and thought that it has, and you can be accused of stealing, uh, and, and what you should always do is get your receipt yeah. uh, when you do the self-checkout, because they give you the option if you don't want your receipt. Right, right. It's got a scale. It knows exactly how much whatever you scanned weighed. So if you put something on there right. and, it, uh, and it didn't ring through, it'll let you know. I've, I've, had, I've had it happen where it... So, Yes, and that just drives me crazy in some places. I'll say a popular pharmacy chain. I'll say has uh, a scale that is so wonky that it it, it makes the self checkout meaningless because you always have to have someone come over anyway yeah. to recalibrate the machine. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? Some are complete opposite. I don't know how people are not ripping them off. I mean, I'm sure actually I'm sure they are because some of them don't I don't have that scale situation. Or if they do, it's not really Kathy, working. You know what ones I love. The, uh, the silk checkouts at the Wawa. They're awesome. I haven't. Uh, we're, you guys were talking about that. There are always the people day. waiting online, and you just go boom, boom, and, and there, there's no scale situation there. Yeah, Wait, but you're, you know. So where where are the self checkouts in the Wawa? It's Wawas? usually in the newer Wawas. Like I have two Wawas that I can go to. No, but and I mean, where in the store? On, on the, the same cash registers. You know, they usually so they'll have the ca- now the regular manned cash registers are on one side, okay. like in the Germantown one, and the others are on the other side. Yeah, yeah so it's a position I'm, somewhere on those checkout yeah. counter areas. When I'm looking at the exit, Kathy, uh, for me, Steve, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's a uh, the self check out is on the right side if yes. you're looking at the exit and then the normal lines on the left hand side okay yeah. Um, uh but yeah i had i had read uh a case that there sometimes there can be these glitches that will okay launch it, missiles not launch <laughs> missiles but maybe get you in trouble for stealing something when you didn't i launched a missile while checking out a wawa <laughs> All right. What is it, son? Yeah. And why are your pants off? So watch your wash your hands while using uh, or uh, before or after using the uh, the self checkout yes. or any of those things. All right, that's it. We're done. Uh, we are wrapping up uh, this particular trip to the Justine Institute, but we appreciate you stopping by. We really need to get a merch store. We do uh, for the Justine Institute. Yeah, you go to the bookstore and everything's there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we need to take a break because we have a couple of guests coming up. We have the bizarre file, but we're also going to get the uh, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, the um, director of the Philadelphia Auto Show, who we love having on. Great event. Uh, Mike is going to be here to tell us about the goings-on because it's a week from this weekend. It's coming up a week from tomorrow, actually. And then a little bit later on, Stephen A. Smith's got a new book out. He'll be stopping by. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have the Bizarre File, and then we have a guest, so let's go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents.
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy Club is the best comics of today and tomorrow live every week. Tickets and lineup at Helium Comedy Com. All right, so I'm going to read a few statements to you, and then I'm going to dive into this story. What's the best state to divorce for a man? Dismemberment and the best way to dispose of a body. What? Can you be charged with murder without a body? These are just a few of the Google searches <laughs> that prosecutors say Brian Walsh made in the days before and after he allegedly killed his wife, Anna, dismembered her and disposed of her remains in dumpsters around suburban Boston. This is wow. proving a very effective means of putting people behind bars, checking their Google searches. Prosecutor Lynn Beeland read aloud the disturbing searches in court yesterday as Brian Walsh is charged with murder and disinterring a body without authority. He's previously been charged with misleading investigators. Looking into his wife's disappearance, he's pleaded not guilty to all of the charges. Uh, but uh, his defense attorneys uh, suggest the evidence against him was not strong, except for one: <laughs> the Google searches. They were all made after Anna Walsh was last seen on January 1st and before her workplace reported her missing on January 4th. Misty Maris, a defense attorney, uh, said that the Google searches rarely gave investigators a blueprint of what to look for and where to look. In particular, the searches showed prosecutors Brian Welsh's focus on dismemberment and disposing of a body, as well as insight into his motive, including a search about divorce and one about inheritance. Uh, So let me give you the timeline of his Google searches, and there are a lot, okay? So this this first batch all goes between 4.55 a.m. and 11, and, and uh, 1 p.m. that day, okay? Here are the following searches. How long before a body starts to smell? How to stop a body from decomposing? Ten ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. How long for someone to be missing to inherit? Can you throw away body parts? What does formaldehyde do? How long does DNA last? Come on. Can identification be made on partial remains? Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. How to clean blood from a wooden floor. Luminol to detect blood. What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? And then there's more. Uh, Is it better to put uh, crime scene clothes away or wash them? Now, that's day one. Right, that's a busy-ass day. The next day, I traveled to Home Depot, paid $450 in cash for supplies, including mops, bucket, goggles, tarps, a hatchet, and baking soda. That's just interesting. He had also Google searched uh, hacksaw best tool to dismember. (laughs) Can you be charged with murder without a body? Can you identify a body with broken teeth? Mm. And then the next day, he searched what happens to hair on a dead body. There was an outlier search. How do we win Hershey Park tickets from Preston and Steve? What is the rate of decomposition of a body found in a plastic bag compared to on a surface in the woods? Wow. And finally, can baking soda mask or make a body smell good? I don't think uh, you could. You could honestly make a case where I was just casually interested. Yeah. Wow. I, I guys, I think he did it. Yeah. That <laughs> is that's just as elaborate as you can get. Wow. That's over the top. I mean, normally you see just like one or two searches. This guy dove and deep. Yet, not once. How do I erase my Google searches? There you go. <laughs> that should have been. <laughs> At least how one to of permanently them. Yeah. erase yeah. my Google searches? <laughs> wow. All right. Moving on, rescuers searched for a third day Tuesday for a Hawaii fisherman 
who went overboard from a boat after hooking a tuna over the weekend. Uh, Mark Niddle was fishing with a friend off the Big Island on Sunday when he hooked into a tuna. Uh, the friend heard Niddle say, the fish is huge, and then Niddle went overboard into the water. Just shoes on the deck. Uh, the friend tried to grab the line, uh, but Niddle disappeared within seconds. Uh, his friend jumped in, and he couldn't see him. And they haven't found the guy yet. Oh, Ken. Wow. Yeah, no. So, uh, uh, score one for the tuna. The Yeah, he actually... Yeah, yeah. The tuna landed one, a human. One finally caught another. <laughs> uh, the search was continuing through Tuesday. The Hawaii uh, County Fire Department was helping the Coast Guard search uh, from the sea and air. According to the Chief of Operations, he said, usually our incidents like this are uh, along the coastlines. This is a different situation because he was out in the deep. Wow. Uh, he and his friend were four miles out, and they said if he was, you know, hooked in... And this fish is dragging him around because those things weigh hundreds yes, and hundreds yeah. of pounds. He could be anywhere. Uh-huh. Not unless that's, that you think he might have made his way down to that underwater city. Wow. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, a Georgia man who was busted for shoplifting at a Walmart found himself in even more trouble when officers found 37 pounds of marijuana in his trunk. Oops. Marcus Rashad Tall was Why arrested that to the store? at a Walmart on Saturday after he was accused of skip-scanning items in the self-checkout lane. We were just talking about that. A Walmart police officer told police that Tull had skipped at least 24 items. Officers reviewed the surveillance video. They confirmed that Tull had not paid for several items, totaling around $165. After Tull was arrested, he asked officers if he could keep the items that he did buy, and officers agreed to put those items in the back seat of his car. Tull gave officers his key fob. <laughs> when they went to the car, they opened his trunk instead of the back seat so that items he bought would stay out of view. And when police bought the trunk, they immediately smelled a strong odor of marijuana. <laughs> officers found three duffel bags full of vacuum-sealed bags of marijuana totaling wow. 37 pounds. Uh, they also found a smaller bag of suspected uh, shrooms. And uh, police said that it was the largest marijuana bust in that department's history. And How do I skip scan at Walmart? And then the last story is a railroad worker rescued a raccoon from an unusual circumstance. The animal was frozen to the tracks by hair on his testicles. Oh, poor oh little God. guy. Neil Mullis of Georgia spotted oh, the poor creature on a freezing December night. And if no- you laugh, I'll kill you. And noted he was stuck to the railroad tracks by his testicle hair. It's like my balls are frozen to the train tracks. Can you help me? If he left, he would have been hit by a train. Mulls used... You know, I think I want to be hit by a train. Mulls used hot water to melt the ice and a shovel to gently free the raccoon. This is like out of Joe Dirt. You remember that? Yes, yeah. The dog's nuts got frozen to the, <laughs> this poor guy. To the porch. You know, it just killed me. Uh, in video footage of the event, Mullis is heard saying, Operation well-performed, well-performed, little fella is safe. Yeah, safe. And it's unclear exactly how the raccoon found himself in this predicament. All right. So nice, nice patches of hair from his nutsack on the uh, on the rail. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we're excited to have a guest back in our studio. Last time was uh, via Zoom, but uh, the Philadelphia Auto Show is back in full form starting next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. We are happy to bring the Auto Show director, Mr. Mike Gibb, to our program. Hey, thanks so much. You know, you never know when you come in here what story's going to lead in. And, <laughs> yeah. and really, the raccoon frozen to the rail. That was raccoon nuts, really. It's just as good as we can generate. You can't beat it. That's why it's great to be back in the studio. Well, it's good to have you back. It's great to have the Philadelphia Auto Show in full form. You're doing the black tie tailgate party again this year? 
Yeah, I mean, we were so happy to bring the event back to Philadelphia last year, but bringing the the black tie tailgate back this year, it just completes the circle. We feel like we're really back now. And if it's chop, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% of the proceeds for Friday night, it's January 27th. Uh, everything we make for that evening goes directly to chop. And if, you know, you guys were telling a great story earlier about Delilah and everything yeah. else, think about what they go through every day and how, how beneficial it is for the nursing department. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you go to that tailgate party, you get uh, you get kind of a more exclusive look at uh, things at the auto show, right? You do. There's open food, bars, uh, you, you know, you get a little bit more of an access to some of the vehicles and maybe are roped off normally during the regular event. So it's it's a great time. So with, uh, Mike, with the, uh, the prevalence of uh, electric vehicles now, uh, there's a lot more indoor stuff that can go on with actually driving vehicles around, right, or running them. Yeah, so the evolution of the show has kind of made its way towards, like, moving vehicles on the show floor. We have about 30 moving cars on the floor this year, which is by far the most we've ever had. That's wow. wild. And last year we had an e-track that was about 50,000 square feet. We've increased that to about 65, and we went from three manufacturers to now five manufacturers and 13 moving cars just on that track. Wow. So they, we were talking yesterday, I think it was, about the Corvette, the new uh, hybrid Corvette. Uh, yeah, the E-Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. Uh, so, what are the what are the real superstars or the celebrities of this year's auto show? Well, I mean, you know, we always have a great lineup of cars, and that's yeah. the main reason the show is there to see, shop, compare, right. a nice, relaxed atmosphere, and that hasn't changed at all. Uh, what's cool is that the manufacturer spaces will back directly into the E-Track this year. So. Chevy, for example, since you mentioned the Corvette, they'll have the Z06 there, which is a crazy beast. I mean, right. it's over 600 horsepower, 0 to 60 in under three seconds. But it'll back right into the E-Track where you can take a ride in some of their Chevy EV bolts. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it just shows you the diversity of the lineup right. of the cars. And we have probably our best lineup of brand-new exotic vehicles, like 2023 models, than we've had in a long time. We have two from McLaren. We have the Atura, the Elva, um, the Maserati Gricale, which is the new small SUV, uh, and then Austin Martin DBX 707. So those are all 2023 models that are are high-end exotics. Wow. So if you're a motor fan and you, you just want to see these super sexy cars that you'll never be able to own, <laughs> uh, you can see them there. But if you are indeed shopping... Uh, this beats going from lot to lot to lot and driving from town to town to go to these yeah. places. And you can side by side take a look at some of the new stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is still the heart and soul of what the auto show is. It's a great way to see, shop, compare your next vehicle. And and then we add in, uh, you know, so in addition to EV, which is rising up, we have Camp Jeep and now a brand new Ram, track, uh, Ram Truck Territory track, which is all organic, dirt mounds. Uh, the Ram vehicles are going to be going indoors over top of these things. The TRX models, which are like the sport model. So you get to experience a vehicle, and outside we have two ride and drives where you can actually drive the vehicles from Jeep, Dodge, you know, it, uh, Toyota it, lineup, everything. So it, you get all kinds of opportunities to see, shop, compare, drive, ride. Do get that tactile feel, and just, just to sit behind the wheel, and that's something. I mean, you, you know, you can only do so much online, and you got to at some point sit there and see if it's if it's to your liking. Uh, any uh, the, Tesla has the uh, the new um, their new sort of uh, a pickup truck. Uh, the, the sort of space age looking thing. Uh, what's te- is Tesla going to be there? I assume it will be, right? Well, no, Tesla won't be there. Ah. We, we invite everybody, every yeah. manufacturer in the in the world. We invite to come to the show, and and everybody makes your different marketing decisions whether they'll be there or not. Whether, but, yeah, yeah, you know, we have the F one fifty. The F one fifty Lightning is on the track. Yeah, and that's going to be great. That's, that's an huge. amazing vehicle. You get the pickup you get from a car that big, you would never guess. It. And that's what's great about the E track. You get an acceleration lane where you get get the feel, the instant torque, and responsiveness of an EV. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Mike, do you take any of these out first? spin when they come into town? Well, last, it was funny. Last year was the first year we did the EV track, and I had to be the first one on the track. So I took <laughs> the F-150 Lightning out because I, I just had to see for myself. I had heard about EVs, but I had never driven a truck version of an EV, and I just had to see how fast it was going to go. All right, and how did that feel? It was insane. It really was. I mean, I can't even describe it. It's like 
being in a in a golf cart. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right. You just hit it and yeah. it goes, but you're in this massive truck that you expect is going to take forever to get done. Man, it just it just goes instantly. That's the thing about electric golf carts. I'm a, I'm a golfer. I play regularly, and if you if you get in, you realize that they, they have electric golf carts. <laughs> you have to be very careful when you step. <clears throat> on that accelerator because it will just fly out from underneath you. And I've yet to, I, I've ridden in electric vehicles. A friend of mine owns uh, one and has taken me out and toured, but I've never driven one. So I need to, I need to get that experience too. Yeah, no, it is. It's very cool. And with the golf carts, you got to make sure the other passengers in the seat too. I learned right. that lesson. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll throw you for a loop. That, that acceleration, that instant speed. Um, on the other part of the auto show, one of the things that's always fun, uh, sort of um, um, movie, TV cars, cars we've seen, you know, in pop culture. Uh, what's represented this year? Yeah, I mean, the idea of the show is not only to educate, it's to entertain, right? right. So we bring in all kinds of... We literally have three shows within one. We have a 30,000-square-foot hall with classic vehicles. have a 125,000-square-foot hall downstairs with aftermarket vehicles from local shops and local vendors. And even this year, local people bringing their rides in. But the Hollywood Cars is a perfect example of just how it rounds out that entertainment. I, I was a huge fan of Cannonball Run when I was younger. And right. I, the opening scene to that, I wore out the VCR playing that Countach chase every time. Right. And uh, so movies and cars are iconic. They work together all the time. So we have two from Stranger Things this year, which is obviously a huge show. Cool. We have the Hawkins uh, Power and Light Van. You see that coming up. You know the enemies in, in the territory, right? If, and right. 11 flipped it. Uh, we have Walking Vehicles, Norman Reedus, his... Uh, Walking Dead motorcycle, which if you know any vehicle from Walking Dead, it's the motorcycle that drives around. Rick's patrol car, uh, Vin Diesel. We have a Fast and Furious uh, screen-used wrecked uh, car. So uh, Hollywood cars are, are just another great attraction you see at the show. Love it. Awesome. And since you love Cannonball Run so much, we'll play a little bit of this music. This is from that movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell me. I know it. Casey loves that. <laughs> um, all right, so getting tickets. Best way to do that, Mike. So, phillyautoshow.com gets you everything you need. You can take a look at who's at the show, get your tickets there. You can get your ticket for the black tie there. And the black tie, I tell you, if you want to go, you got to get over there because the Marriott block runs out on Friday, and it's the best way to go to the show. Uh, go to the black tie. You stay at the Marriott. You can walk right to the convention center. But phillyautoshow.com, buy your tickets, all the information you need about the show, hours, everything. Take the train in to get there, too. It's right there. It'll drop you off if oh, you need so to. it's so easy. Yeah. When we yep. go, that's what we do. We take the train. It's so yep. easy. You don't even have to go outside. It, it drops you right off downstairs. You take two escalators upstairs, and you're in the back of the auto show. So it absolutely can avoid all the all the traffic and uh, all the parking. Excellent. PA Convention Center, 1101 Arch Street, of course. And that is uh, January 28th through February 5th. It is the Philadelphia Auto Show. It's great to see you again, Mike, thanks for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Director Mike Gamplin's here for him, guys. We're going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment. And we're going to have Mr. Stephen A. Smith on the show. Stay with us, my friend. Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show, Friday from 3 to 5 at Acme at 19th and Oregon in South Philly for an official Eagles pep rally. Play against Casey in our inflatable and indoor football toss to win prizes, samples, Eagles merch, and more. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Our next guest has got a new book. He will be at the Philadelphia Free Library today at 1 o'clock and has made quite a name for himself in... Print, radio, and television, and returns to Philadelphia. Please welcome Mr. Stephen A. Smith to our show. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing well, and you? It's good to be here. Congratulations on having a book out, man. Thank you so much. It's been a long time coming. I'm Uh, glad it's over with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me ask you. uh, The title, I'm sorry, Stephen. Straight Shooter is the name of the book, by the way. Go ahead, Stephen. Concerning the book, you signed 25,000 copies? 
Yes, I did. Twenty <laughs> million. And, and let me be very, very clear. <laughs> I signed them. Yes, it wasn't okay. some stamp or right. whatever. My damn right arm still hasn't recovered. <laughs> yeah, I'm Bob, still Bob to, Dylan still got, trying to get it back. Yeah, Bob Dylan got caught. Uh, yeah, he, there was a whole big kerfuffle, but not you. You manned up and did I it. I signed 25,000 <laughs> copies. Make no mistake about it. And wow. that doesn't count the bookstores. Wow. He wow. said it was a long time coming. I yeah. read that you had to wait or you wanted to wait until your mother passed. I had to. Uh, that was the promise she made me vow. Um, in 2011, I think it was early 2011, she did not want me to write about the book as long as she was alive. Because uh, it was... Uh, because she knew that I would celebrate her, but inevitably in celebrating her, I would have to detail some of the issues that I had with my father. Huh. And she did not want to be alive when that happened. My okay. mother was an incredibly, incredibly private person. Um, she's always been that way, never had anything to hide. She just didn't feel like her business was anybody's business. And so she made me promise, um, and I kept that promise. And you, you basically say that while you're assumed to be the straight shooter, it was actually your mom that was the straight shooter yes, she for was. you, correct? Oh, without question. Right. In fact... No nonsense. You chronicle... Um, I had a similar thing. I think we all do at some point where we start to say, hey, this is... I'm kicking ass here. You get hired by ESPN, yeah. and, and everything's going great. Yeah. And then there's a negotiation that doesn't go quite well. And, yeah. and now you find yourself in a what-am-I-going-to-do situation. It's your mom who comes in, and uh, it involved a mirror. Yes. What? What? Explain what happened. I think well, she brilliant. was, uh, to, to, you know, in May of 2000, and, and uh, actually in April of 2009, my last day was May, but a month earlier they had then informed me that I would be let go. Uh, that it was not a unilateral decision. Essentially, the honchos wanted me gone. Um, and they didn't like my attitude or whatever. They didn't go into any details. They just said, we're not bringing you back. And so I really was devastated uh, by hearing that news. Um, it wasn't entirely unexpected, but it didn't, uh, you know, minimize the sting. And instead of going home, I went to my mother's house, back to my mother's house where I grew up in the same bunk bed I grew up sleeping in. And I just laid there for two days and didn't return calls, didn't talk to anybody or whatever. Um, and then afterwards, after those two days came, went by, my mother always making me breakfast, my toasted bagels, you know, <laughs> with, with extra butter and my hot tea. And she brought a tray in the room with breakfast and she put a handheld mirror on it. And I was like, what is this for? She said, I'm just wondering when you're going to start looking at yourself. Wow. Um, she said, you know, um, I'm not saying that you deserve to be fired. But you've been in this house on many occasions complaining about the job, complaining about bosses, complaining about assignments, complaining about, you know, their, you know, uh, no willingness to marginalize or minimize you. You complained a lot and you talked about them. And at times you talked to them. You weren't disrespectful or insubordinate, but that didn't mean you have the greatest attitude. You're not a boss and you wouldn't want to be around somebody like that. So why should those bosses want to be around you? That's so clear. You, I, yeah. She mm -hmm. said, you just need to look at yourself and, and you need to grow up. You need to become a bit more mature and, and understand that this had a lot to do with you. Could that message have had an impact on you if it was somebody else that said that? 
Possibly, because I, I believe it or not, one of my gifts that people don't realize as much as I talk, I don't get enough credit for listening. <laughs> I actually do listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get to where I am without listening. And so I, I would have listened, but it would not have hit me the same. I might have been a bit more resistant to it. I might have been slow to reflect on the kind of things that were said. Uh, but it definitely would have hit me significantly less harder if it were not coming from my mother. Your guy's yeah. behind you raising his hand. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to him in a second. On, the natural reaction is is for most people to be defensive when they hear something like that. Yeah, but you, you and know I, I, mean? I, I, I'm listen. If if you, most of us love our mamas. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know too many people on this planet who don't love their mama, and so no matter how defensive you may get. There's a limit upon which you can go in being defensive when it's your mama. Yeah. You can try, but at the end of the day, um, you got to monitor your tone. You got to monitor your language. You got to yes. monitor all those things when it comes to your mama, mm-hmm. you know, because that's mom. And yeah. so, you know, I'm a grown man and my mother passed away when I was 49 going on 50, um, you know, and, and my mother's mentality to the day she died. I mean, if I said something, she'd be like, well, who you think you're talking to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you oh know, yeah. Do you, 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 you know who you're talking to? And I had to be like, yes, mom. Scares <laughs> <laughs> the crap out yeah. of you. I um, yeah. I'm 47 years old. My mom is 75 years old. She's about four foot eleven. She lives with us, <laughs> right? She she uh, you know, she lives in my in my house. And yeah. and you're absolutely right. Doesn't matter like right. how old and and. How small she might be, like she still, you know, I right. still, still kick well, my, my ass. My mother, my yeah. mother was. She and I were very, very close. Mm. Um, I, I think the only person that could get away with more than me from my mama is my little nephew. He's right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, she loved, she loved her grandson. You know, they're both her grandchildren. But he was living away. He was, he was under her roof for a little while. And my mother loved the ground he walked on. He's about the only person that came close to me. Yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you about what you do for a living, yeah. and because I have, a, I have a great deal of respect for for anybody who does what you do for a living. We've been here for you know, coming up on eighteen years, yeah. and, and down the hall from us is, is thank you uh, is uh, the fanatic, and so. I've become friendly and friends with a lot of uh, sports talk people. Yeah. Uh, it is a, you, you never had, it's always like you're in an argument with people, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like there's never a debate, but right. also because of what you do, no matter where you go, people want to debate you. And so whatever you say, you really have to, you have to stick to your guns, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and also like, you know, admit if you've been wrong or whatever, yeah. but like people want to debate you everywhere well, you go. Well, first of all, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to engage the debates in debates. You don't have to admit when you're wrong. Um, if you are, that's a great quality to have. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that I pride myself in doing, particularly with the athletes and the professionals that I cover. If I say something publicly and I'm wrong, I'll apologize publicly. I won't apologize privately for something that I did publicly. That's number one. Okay. Number two. People don't realize that about sports. They don't get it. So many people in the world of sports really, really don't get it. I can't tell you how many of my colleagues I've had to have this discussion with. I will pull guys to the side because I'm a veteran in the business now, and I kind of know how it works. And I'd pull them to the side, and I said, I don't care who you are or what you do. The sports fan, unless you're an insider that's breaking trades or what's going unless you're an insider like that, 
you the sports fan never thinks you know more than them. Mm-hmm. They always think they're the expert. Uh-huh. So what they want in return is simply your perspective to know whether they agree or disagree with you and why. Yeah. That is it. So when people roll up on me to debate me, I stop them in their tracks. I say, I get paid to debate. I don't do that for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ask me a question, I'll answer you. Uh-huh. But answering a question is different than debating. You're oh, yeah. not getting in a debate with me because I don't get paid to do that with you. But what if somebody wants to debate, say, Rihanna versus Beyonce? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for those who don't oh know, Stephen is here today, and, and we'll explain. He made a comment. It was on Sherry sure. Shepard show that uh, you, you guys were talking about uh, Rihanna playing the uh, uh, the Super Bowl, and you said Rihanna and Beyonce. I know Beyonce, um, and I, it's funny. That seems pretty harmless it's to me. Innocuous That's, comment of, of all things, yes. a statement someone might make. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's amazing what takes and uh, what can take off virally because it made a bit of a, a it's trending well, right now today. Yeah, it, it is, and yeah. I, and you know what? I'm going to address some of these people with my own podcast. I got my podcast, No Mercy, K-N-O-W. I come out with that three days, three at least three days a week. I'm going to do a podcast on that tomorrow, but I, let me say this, a couple of things. There's people getting on my damn nerves. So I, I'm definitely going to say something about it. They done ticked me off. Okay, first of all, Rihanna's fantastic. Yeah. I know that. She's Rihanna for crying out loud. Yeah. All I was trying to say is, I'm a Beyonce dude. Right, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? I think there's only one. Yeah. 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 There's only one that she's phenomenal. That doesn't mean that Rihanna isn't phenomenal in her own right. But when you consider what Beyonce did at the Super Bowl by herself, mm-hmm. when you consider what she did with Bruno Mars and Coldplay, separate Super Bowl <laughs> performance, I might add, okay, that's a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, what really ticked me off and the reason I felt compelled to apologize because I saw people twisting it and turning it into, oh, you're comparing two black women. And I'm like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like I, 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 I'm a fan, yeah. 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 you know, yeah. of both of them. Uh-huh. But especially Beyonce, because <laughs> because Rihanna's a good is a is a great singer, uh-huh. damn good performer. But you know what? I, I used to like MC Hammer. <laughs> I used to like, uh, you know, a whole bunch of people that could get that new edition. I loved them. You know, I loved them. But 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 Michael Jackson was a little different. <laughs> Prince was a little different. I did not know that it was a crime yeah. to say such a thing. This is new to me, yeah. even to me, yeah. okay, who lives in the media. I did not know that it was a crime to say, well, damn. There is Michael Jack. We are talking Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? And so, so people twist it the way that they do, and that's fine. But I just wanted Rihanna, who's getting ready to perform at the Super Bowl, and I thought the NFL made a phenomenal selection in picking her. Yeah. I just wanted to let her know there is a standard that has been set. <laughs> yes. Okay, because it's she is Beyonce is spectacular. And that's a lot to live up to. That's all I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to say, like, yo, I don't love Rihanna. I love Rihanna. I listen to her music all the time. You understand what I'm saying? All the time. I love her. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, Beyonce that was doing it up here. Yeah. All right. And then last year, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, 50, they turned it out. I'm like, 
You got to show up. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, I, I, I did not know. Yeah. I, I did not know that it was a crime, that the cops need to come and cuff me and take me away for committing such a heinous act. I had no idea. And, Stephen, I believe if Rihanna shows up and does the, the greatest Super Bowl performance ever, You'll be delighted. Absolutely. Well, yeah. first of all, I will be there. Let's get that out of the way. I will be there, number one. Number two, you damn right I'll be excited. Number three, I'm rooting for her. Right. I'm rooting for her. And by the way, I'm rooting for anybody who comes on halftime for the Super Bowl for now because the precedents have been set. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And when you see what you have seen and you're accustomed to it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're watching Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. God rest his soul. Or Prince do their thing. And then somebody, some some person comes on halftime for the Super Bowl and they just stand in there leaning against the wall. We're going to have a problem. <laughs> because, you know, we're accustomed to sure. something. Certainly not implying that that's what Rihanna would do because I know better than that. I'm just saying, my goodness, mm-hmm. I did not know that it was a crime <laughs> to say, yo, y'all, there's only one Beyonce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right. Yeah, Speaking of rooting for people and for being a fan, uh, it's a great time to be a fan in Philadelphia. The Eagles obviously are doing really well. Yeah. Sixers are playing well. Flyers have turned it around a little yeah. bit. The Phils did what they did. The Union were fantastic. But I want to ask you specifically about uh, the Eagles this weekend and, and where the Sixers are playing. Because it seems like at this point of the last few weeks, the Sixers are really starting to gel uh, in a really tough uh, conference. So uh, what are your thoughts about the Eagles on Saturday? And what are your thoughts about where the Sixers are? Eagles first. They better win this damn game. <laughs> um, they better. They better win this damn game. I, I, I would tell you that they've been, by and large, the best team in football for the first 12 weeks of the season. I think over the last five, we've seen the San Francisco 49ers elevate to another level. The acquisition of Christian McCaffrey has really elevated them. And I think that they're the team that can go anywhere, any place, anytime, and beat anybody. And even with a third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy, uh, they can pull it off because their defense is that lethal. They've got athleticism. They've got quickness. They got headhunters. They've got they've got body snatchers. They got rough riders. San Francisco is no joke, but neither are the Eagles. When Jalen Hurts is healthy, the Eagles' success all comes down to this man. Mm. Um, I like you know Gardner Minshew. He's nice. You know, we've seen him. We've seen him drop 34 on the Dallas Cowboys. We saw him be a starting quarterback in Jacksonville. He belongs in the NFL, but he ain't Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is, uh, I can't say enough about him. I never dreamed in my wildest dreams he would be this good. Um, he is a quarterback in this league, and the Eagles' top priority should be making sure they they, you know, sign him and lock him in long term. He deserves the money. And I'm talking, guys, I don't want to hear no 120 million or whatever. If you got these guys signing $200 million contracts, Kyler Murray's got 189 million guaranteed. Russell Wilson's got 165 million guaranteed. My brother, Jalen Hurts, deserves north of that. Yeah. One because, season, though? Well, let me tell you why. He's big. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's bigger. He's stronger, and it's not just his ability, his dual threat, because he can run with the football as well as throw it. But you get paid because they're projecting what you'll do based off of what you've done. You saw him go into the offseason and work on his game. Look at how much better he's come back. Chances are he's not going to get worse. And here's where the key thing comes in. Tell me one thing he's done wrong as a leader. 
What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't done anything. See, see, that's very important from the quarterback position because you're the you're the guy. And when you're the guy that leads men, that galvanizes folks, and you see that you're gone and there's a drop-off without you, that's the final nugget of evidence to say, we got to take care of this brother. Most important uh, uh, position in all of sports? Yeah, you can make that argument. But I would tell you, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, you're damn straight. You saw how you did the two weeks without him. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely think that, listen, he's there, you win. If he's compromised in any way, Giants got a chance because they're playing with house money. Daniel Jones is being exceptionally well coached by Dable. Saquon Barkley is a star. And a bunch of no-names come out there, recognize the fact that they're no-names in a lot of people's households. And they've played like they've got a chip on their shoulders. And, and that's what we got to pay attention to. So I expect the Eagles to win this game. But I would tell you, they better win this game. (laughs) They better win this game. Not as good as this defense and this offense has been throughout the year. I don't give a damn if Jalen Hurts is hurt. You should be able to beat the Giants. You will not beat San Francisco because they will win. They will beat Dallas. You will not beat San Francisco without Jalen Hurts. It will not happen. Mm, As for the Sixers, here's the deal. (laughs) They're very good. I've known Doc Rivers a quarter century. He's a friend of mine. I love him dearly. Joel Embiid is a superstar. Tyrese Maxey is the second best player on this team when completely healthy. James Harden is no joke. He can still ball. The key for the Sixers is that Harden has to embrace his role as the third guy who's a facilitator for the other two. You still got to be a threat. You can't go Ben Simmons on us and don't shoot, Mm -hmm. okay, which we know Harden is going to shoot the ball. But you've got to be that playmaker. You've got to be perfectly okay. And you got to be somebody who knows there's two primary scorers ahead of you, but you're the guy that's the glue because you're the one that brings it all together. You have to accept that role in order for you to be able to beat Boston, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. That is what I believe. If you don't have guys locked down mentally into those roles, those three teams that I mentioned, especially Milwaukee and Boston, will exploit it, you and you will go home. Do you think he's embracing it? I, 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 I think, think so. I, I think so. Let me tell you the other part, too. Outside, first of all, Cleveland is no joke Mm-mm. with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. And they've got a front line that know their roles exceptionally well. They defend, they rebound, they they, they, they rim protect. So all of they, they're formidable too. Specifically when it comes to my, um, the Sixers, Miami is a threat. For this one reason that people keep, not, they keep failing to pick up. Jimmy Butler knows Joel Embiid. Mm. And he knows Tobias Harris. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to tweak things and pinch nerves in such a way that could affect their games detrimentally. I'm talking about, and I don't mean it in a literal sense, but I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. Jimmy, remember how Lawrence Taylor once told he used to send prostitutes to people's hotel rooms <laughs> yeah. before games and yeah. stuff like that? You see, Jimmy Butler, the kind of dude that might decide to have a party in South Beach, <laughs> you know, the night before a game because, you know, yeah, James will show up to this. James, James Harden will show up to this. You know, or do something that, 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 that'll, get, that'll get Joel and Embiid compromised or whatever. I don't know what that may be. I'm just throwing stuff out there because Jimmy Butler knows stuff like that. Yeah. Not to say that he would, but he's smart. 
It, and he knows the Sixers. Savvy. It's funny to think yeah. of it that way, yeah. and and when you, you because it is it, you think of the moment of game time and the duration of the game itself, right? But there is so much, and I've heard you talk about this before, that extends well beyond those parameters that that is in play all the time. Like you're saying, the the subtle sabotaging. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and it's 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 an amazing thing. What was the most outlandish? act of sabotage you ever saw. Uh, well, it wasn't outlandish, but I will tell you something. Um, it's a couple of stars that had the same technique. And, of course, I will never talk. I will <laughs> never say who it is because they're married now. They okay. weren't married then, but they were married. They're married now. And one of the things they used to do, they was they were, they were stars in the league. And people knew exactly who they were. And they had certain proclivities, per se. <laughs> Oh, they like the ladies, you know. (laughs) And what they would do is they knew they could go from city to city and have anybody they wanted. Mm -hmm. Not literally, but figuratively speaking, they could have a pick of the litter. And what happened? Every time they had a big game, they would get into the city a day before. And whoever was a female of the opponent... They would take that female. Whoa! <laughs> they would take that female. They would. They would get that she. She. They would. They knew that she would like them wow. more than she liked the person they were with. Wow! And they would literally target target her, be seen oh with her, and ultimately, on many occasions, would leave wow. with that person just to rile. Yeah. The person up that they had to play against the next night. Diabolical, yes. And and I will tell you, it never failed. (laughs) It worked every time. Every single time the the person who lost their girl played with emotion. They foul out, they get in foul trouble, their shooting percentage would drop dramatically. All of those kind of things happen because they were mentally rattled. I love it. Terrible. Guys, Steven's got a heart out. He's got to get out here. He's going to be at the uh, Free Library today at 1 o'clock promoting his book, Straight Shooter, uh, a memoir of second chances and first takes. I do have one last question, though, Steven. People who pick up the book, what are you hoping that they will take from this, that they'll get out of it? I want them to be inspired and, and, and motivated. I want them to understand that... You know what? No matter what trials and tribulations come your way, no matter how daunting the task is for you, you can make it. You can make it happen. Um, There's going to be a lot of people standing in your way. There's going to be a lot of obstacles standing in your way. But you'll be surprised if you're focused and locked in and you want it bad enough. You'd be surprised how many how many people are willing to step up to help you. This is America. There's a lot of great people that care enough about you to want to help you excel. But the first order of business is to show your willingness to do for yourself in that regard. And no matter what the obstacles are, no matter what the trials and tribulations, no matter what race, color, creed you're from, we all have problems. We all have our, our troubles. But we all have the ability to overcome it. And I think that my book, you know, exemplifies that. It's a great message. Straight shooter. Welcome back to Philadelphia, Thank by you, the way. Man, I appreciate Stephen it. A. Smith, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for being here. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Prestonandsteve.com. 
Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, a couple of shout-outs, if you yes. guys don't mind, real quick. I will lead with possibly um, the most high-maintenance shout-out I've ever uh, been a part of. Oh, uh, right. really? Uh, Laura Scope and I have been going back and forth for a while. Ah. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on here? Uh, she just was very specific about it, and uh, and so I'm I'm going to do this now. I'm sorry I couldn't do it between six forty and seven a.m. today. No, uh, Laura, but uh, nonetheless, I have this for her. Yes, and if you know her, let her know that it transpired today, right? And this is for Chris uh, Repa, and I we we have uh, we have diluted it down to a little poem that she wrote for him. All right. <laughs> so, Chris. Laura writes this. There's something about the look in your eyes, something I noticed when the light was just right. It reminded me twice that I was alive, and it reminded me that you're so worth the fight. The man I love is amazing, and we have something incredible that I'll always fight for, babe. I love you. Stay sexy. Dickhead. No. (laughs) Laura. Oh, no. What? Signed, Laura. Laura. Uh, So, shout out, please. If you would, please. that was lovely. Meanwhile, uh, she's not even going to hear it. No, but, no. Well, I and I, I, I emailed her back this morning. I said, Laura, I can't do specific. I don't even do specific dates, much yes. less specific times. I said, you just. I, I said, I will get to it today, and you will have to check our live stream on YouTube uh, later on, or you can go to the podcast and you can send it to Chris. Absolutely. Or maybe somebody knows Chris Reaper and can let him know. Uh, that Laura loves him very much and uh, just wanted to pass that along. So you did all you could that. do. That's all you can do. You're just a man. Yep. And then uh, another quick one. This is from, uh, it says, Ron Clausen from Schwanksville here. Five years Where ago. Where did I get Munson? Five years ago, <laughs> we visited the station on uh, Jamie Rippert's 70th birthday. And it was a perfect day. And you and the staff really made us welcome. Uh, Jamie said she would return in five years on her 75th birthday, but we're not really doing, uh, still not doing these big in-studio invites right now. Uh, Her birthday is Thursday, January 19th. I was wondering if, uh, he asked if we could come by and visit her. Uh, but we're we're just not going to be able to pull that off. But what we can do, and he also asked if he can't do that. He said, I know this is kind of off the wall, uh, but uh, we do stuff that usually is. He said, it would be all right uh, if you could possibly do a, a shout out on the air. Uh, oh, yeah. Keep on enjoying life. Be well. And that's uh, Ron Clausen. So this is for the big 75, Jamie Rippert. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jamie. We love you. All right. So I know two women named Danielle, and they both had a baby on uh, Friday the 13th last week, which is really cool. So uh, to Jonathan and Danielle, they had a baby named Tucker Joseph. He was born uh, at 834 a.m., uh, 8 pounds, 1 ounce, 21 inches. So congrats to Jonathan and Danielle. And then to Pete and Danielle. Uh, they had a baby named Henry, and he was born at Riddle Memorial Hospital, which is the same hospital where Casey and I was born. So to Pete and Danielle, who had Henry on Friday the 13th, congrats to you guys. And you know, my boys were born at Riddle, too. That's right, yeah. yeah. And Caroline was born at Grandview. At Grandview, yeah, correct, yeah. yes. 
All right, so I, we're going to talk about something. Nick's going to bring it up. I think we can do that, but I also want to bring up something else. All right. And it's the video that you just sent over. Yes, okay. Uh, and Was this last night's Wheel of Fortune or a recent Wheel of Fortune I don't or think what? it was last no, night's. No, it wasn't last night. Yeah, I watched last night, and somebody just texted it to me uh, that it was posted on Twitter recently. It was a college tournament that they had not that long ago. Yeah, I watched, I watched last night. This was not it. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. But it's a, it's a guy who's on Wheel of Fortune. He is working his way through the puzzle, and it becomes pretty obvious what it's going to be. And so he eventually gets all of the letters, and so the entire word is exposed. And the, uh, I believe it was... um, Legendary. Mythological hero Achilles. Right. All right, and so he says, mythological hero Achilles, and they didn't give it to him. And I understand their strict pronunciation rules. I've in all the years that I've watched because it follows Jeopardy, I've never seen it called on mispronunciation if all the letters are exposed. That's what my uh, um, argument and, is. And, and if, if the they're... only time they'll get you, Preston, is if you add in it like they're doing the crosswords. It's car, cat, but if you say car, cat, and and you throw that in, they will, they will. Dis- right. They'll throw you off. Right. Uh, but this seems to be a case where all the letters are... Ex- it's just a mispronunciation. Yeah. Have you ever seen them make an issue over pronunciation? Well, yes, but not when all of the when words all the, are... Right, yeah. All the letters are exposed like this. And I got to back this guy up because, like, the other day I was doing a Bizarre file story and I kept saying that this guy's name was Malachi. Yeah. And Casey corrected me. He's like, no, it's Malachi. Right. I was like, oh. Well, I've never seen Malachi actually written down, so Mm -hmm. there you go. But I had all the letters right. Malachi is spelled the same as Malachi. Yeah. So So. apparently this has happened before, and they do have to pronounce it uh, correctly. I didn't know that was... Did they even state that? I've never seen it. It it has to be. And and Pat and I are thick as thieves. This was back in 2013. This happened in 2013? No, 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 no. I said it happened before. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry, Mom. (laughs) This happened in 2014. What? Oh, it's old. This is ridiculous. I didn't know Why are we wasting our time? All right. It just surfaced on Twitter last night for some reason, Steve. Uh, But also, he had a million-dollar placard, Uh and they didn't give him that because he didn't get that puzzle right. Right. So if he'd gotten the puzzle right, which he spelled it, he just didn't pronounce it correctly, uh, he could have gone to the bonus round and won possibly a million million dollars. Uh, wow. Okay, so he doesn't... Alright, so if he got it right, he doesn't win a million dollars there? Correct. You gotta go to the final round and then you gotta do the little, little, okay. little spinny thing, and then okay. that little spinny thing has to be the million dollar wedgie. Wow, and I just saw that Rue McClanahan died. No way! No. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> What I love is with the the clickbait, like, you'll throw up when you see Loretta Swit today. Uh Like, wow. (laughs) What? And you you click it, it's just a picture of her in her current state. Yeah, the Rue McClanahan thing. I got that from Shell. I'm like, yeah, she died three years ago. Well, it still stings. It still hurts. All right. Anyway, well, now I feel like we did waste some time. But let's move along. Nick has uh, an observation via his son, Ben. You want to waste some time, Preston? I want to. Well, this one comes to us through the actual news. (laughs) Right, yes. Uh, Being my son. No, he had an observation. He's recently recently gotten into, as a snack, uh, uh, Snyder's uh, Hard Pretzels. (laughs) Yes. And not Snyder's. 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 Speaking of mispronouncing, (laughs) Snyder's uh, Hard Pretzels. I love them. And uh, they are very crunchy, and they are loud when you eat them. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so we got a a few bags of them over the holidays, and he eats them all the time now. And he had this observation because he added them to uh, (laughs) a, a cheese platter that we had put out that 
everything is made better with pretzels. And there is no food when adding pretzels to that food that is made worse as a result. Ooh. And and I, I started thinking about it. And he, like chocolate covered pretzels are great. Uh, cheese with pretzels, that's great. I couldn't think of a food if you added it to a pretzel. Yeah, if you go like sweet or salty. Right, that's going to be worse because of the pretzel. And I, I told you this might be a waste of time. But I, I can I, see I, that it is, but you do have us thinking, right? Yeah, so that's what. Yeah, because I want to prove soup? him wrong. Soup. That's kind of what I do. No, no. I, I put it in soup. Yeah. Okay. Chicken noodle soup. Yeah. A bisque, if you have one. Tomato. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Tomato yeah. bisque with a pretzel. You could, you could almost make little. Uh, no coffee. Uh, that's a that's a beverage. You I can have, do like pretzel croutons if you wanted. Yeah, that's I what I was thinking. Pretzel salad. Uh, I have a pretzel with my coffee every morning. And I love it. Are we huh. talking hard pretzels or soft pretzels? Hard. Well, for, for him, it was the Snyder's. Yeah. Snyder's are, are hard Dutch pretzels. Right. <laughs> what food would uh, not be complimented? By pretzel. Ambrosia. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Jell-O. anything makes that Jell-O. better. Jell-O. Yeah, Jell-O, Jell-O and pretzel pretzels. would not be. I, but I, think, I don't think it would be bad. Yeah, I think it'd be okay. It, it's like it, so. No, but you. It's you not know, worse. Yeah, it is. Does it make it no. worse? No. No, it, I don't uh, think it's so. making it worse. Nothing makes ambrosia worse than the coconut. <laughs> it starts ambrosia is yummy. <laughs> oh, I've never had it. Ambrosia? Yeah. Ew, yes. Okay. You, I ever think... had, you ever had Watergate salad? Uh, no, I don't know what that is. Okay. You ever had the uh, Iran missile? The, the, uh, the, <laughs> the Contra? Contra? Uh, 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 Iran Contra custard? <laughs> All right, Case, what are you guys uh, No, I was just thinking Jello. I think uh, that that is the exception to. I think your your son's uh, observation is very astute, and I'm trying my hardest to prove him wrong, not because I want to, but yeah. I feel like it's my duty. We are all fans of pretzels. Uh, the the yeah. pretzel bagels, pretzel rolls, pretzel okay. bread. Yeah, we're getting but, some uh, calls. Uh, we're getting some texts coming in. Pancakes. Uh, no. Why not? Why not? I don't think it makes pancakes worse. and salty don't mix, I don't think. I you don't have anchovies on your pancakes? <laughs> no. I would try a pancake with a pretzel in it. Like, I would enjoy the salty crunch. They've made pancake, like, bread sandwiches. Isn't that like the Harlem Shuffle? Yes. The, the salty crunch? Uh, what's that, Casey? They 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 make pancake breakfast sandwiches, so there is salty with the, with the pancake. Pancake breakfast. Yeah, the, uh, the... Oh, you mean like the McGriddle mm-hmm. uh, type of thing? Yeah, yeah I, I can see that, but, but, but crunchy and salty. By the way... Uh, what? Uh, Chuck D'Amico had this observation yesterday that Wawa should sell waffles and call them Wawaffles. <laughs> I think that's pretty. That's good. That's pretty not bad good. idea. That's yeah, not bad. We're going out of gym and go <laughs> Chuck's good with coming up with names. Oh, yeah. Headquarters where they're currently mulling over Wawaffles. He said one of the funniest things I've heard him say since I've known him yesterday. He was talking about Matt Blatt because they're running Matt Blatt commercials. He goes, Matt Blatt's short for Matthew Blathew. <laughs> It's so dumb, but man, that was funny. Chuck is good. Back to you, Jim. God Matt, is good. <laughs> Matt Blatt is short for Matthew Bath Blatt. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, it's cute. I yeah. I wouldn't die laughing, but uh, all right. I love he and it. I did. All right. Uh, let me go to We're really finding out about each other. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. DBH man. Yo, man. What's up? All right, Preston, I'm going to remind you of bacon and pancakes. You can do, like, a sweet and salty. Yep, Casey definitely said that, but I said crunchy, sweet, and salty. Crunchy, sweet, and salty. Don't work Uh, with pancakes. I guess that's a a discussion for another time. However, the reason I'm calling is because you cannot use a pretzel to... Eat salsa. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Pretzel chips, you absolutely can. Pretzel I love chips. And I can't believe yeah. you started your conversation by saying DBH and you didn't immediately 
realize that like uh, pretzels and salsa is like the ultimate <laughs> stoner concoction, stoner concoction no, right? No, no, funyuns. Funyuns are that's a standard, right? How are you gonna dip funyuns and salsa? It goes right through the circle. No, you dip funyuns no. and pretzels. Tender. <laughs> funyuns and onion dip. Funyun oh, That's an onion overload. Yeah. How about... No, it's not. All right. No, thank you, Heather. Heather oh, yeah. goes, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> crunch up Funyuns and mix them into the onion dip and give the onion dip a little bit of crunch. What about pretzels with whipped cream? Mm. It, well, it's kind of like a little dessert. <laughs> By the way, uh, sweet, salty, and crunchy do go uh, together, I would, like uh, chocolate-covered pretzels. I was saying pancakes and crunchy. And so I, I just yeah. don't think that that works. So I will tell you this: uh, at Acme, they have a it's their signature brand ice cream. The salted caramel pretzel ice cream yeah. is unbelievable. So it has like uh, like a like a, a crunchy pretzel swirl in it mm-hmm. that is just um, it's magic in your mouth, Preston. <laughs> you just made a mess in my mouth. <laughs> just made a mess in my mouth, man. I love pretzels and salsa. Uh, so right now, I think right now, uh, pretzels and Jello is the only thing that I can think of. That, How about pretzels that... and spaghetti? This person says. Oh, how did how did Ben bring this topic to you, Nick? Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? He was in his bed, and uh, the the door was locked. I <laughs> saw what you were eating. It tasted good, didn't it? But it was one of those we're like sitting in the basement watching TV, and he's he's munching on some pretzels, yes. and he's like. Pretzels are great with everything. And I, I, Casey, I was the same. Like, I was trying to dispute his argument, maybe Jell-O. But I think I'd still be all right with Jell-O and pretzels. How about you put it this way? There are very few things that aren't complimented right. by a pretzel. That, I think that's a better statement. And there's all not right. that's one a pretty, food. I think that's a pretty broad statement to say nothing. Uh, you know, a, a pretzel can go with anything. Are there any medications that they would <laughs> Right? For the most part. Like pretzels and Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. I mean, By the way, Casey, a few people really enjoyed Matthew Blathew. <laughs> yes, they did. It's so dumb. It was like uh, my wife said, uh, I, I think my kid asked her what uh, the name uh, Bonnie is short for. And, you know, Connie is short for Constance. So my wife just blurted out Bonstance. Okay. And I, it, it just cracked me up. It was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard, Bonstance. Right. But Matthew Blathew, and you were about to start a, uh, a live commercial, so you might not have been paying attention. But you missed the, out. The entire time you were doing your commercial, me and Chuck were over here like crying, laughing. I was? Yeah. When was this? This was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Uh, all right, hang on. We have a uh, somebody who wants to uh, back up the Jello argument. Uh, Johanna, good morning. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, so I, I actually have a dessert recipe that has pretzels as the crust with Jello on top. That is a family favorite. Um, explain the the recipe, please. Um, so you take the pretzels and you uh, coat them with melted butter and sugar and bake it in the oven. Yes. And then you put a layer of Whip, and then a layer of Jello with strawberries. Mm-hmm. Did you say a layer of Swiss? Whip, whip, oh whip! I think I'm like that's whip, like uh, like cool whip. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, and and that's kind of you're you're kind of like making a a pie crust out of the pretzels. Kind of. So it's like a salty, sweet thing that every... I haven't met a person mm. that does We have a picture of, I think, what you're describing up on the screens here. Yeah. In the, in, uh, it looks okay. pretty tasty. Right. You know what, though? So I don't like Jello. So maybe the Jello will ruin the pretzel for me. The pretzel won't ruin the Jello. 
You know what? And there was a time in my life where I absolutely loved Jello. That was when I was a kid. Yeah. And now the idea of it's just like. And then I found pudding. Yeah. It's just a waste. And of my time. life changed. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Pudding is better than Jello, right? Pudding yeah. is better than yeah. Jello. God. And do you think yes. um, the best pudding is uh, vanilla or butterscotch? I think it's the pudding you find in nature. It's chocolate yeah. pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate pudding. Yeah. No, I love really? butterscotch pudding. I think it's very good. Uh, but chocolate pudding, yes. Chocolate mousse. That's another level. Oh, my right. God, yeah. That's but another level. Why don't you forget the pudding. mousse? It's better than pudding. Yeah, All right. Why don't you forget the mousse for a moment? <laughs> but mousse outranks pudding. I yes. think so. Yeah. It, it is, yeah. uh, it is so, light and, and wheat. So it goes jello pudding mousse. Right. Is there anything above mousse in that Never. family? Never. Oh. Jello pudding mousse anal. Do they have? Do they That's serve mousse the shots? Oh, I see a T-shirt. <laughs> Jello pudding mousse anal. Right, <laughs> anal's at the top. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so would that be? Pretzels ruin anal. It's like those. Uh, uh, it's like those uh, Joey and Phoebe and, <laughs> and Chandler. I saw Kathy. I saw one of those. It was Home Goods, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and Ross. One of those shirts. Uh-huh. That would be that. That's a shirt I would wear. But back to the pretzels, Preston. Okay. All right. Uh, is tiramisu in the Moose family, or is that separate? No, because you fall. You start getting into cake territory with that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, because there is uh, there are lady fingers. What and about uh, espresso and stuff like that? Pudding pops. Oh, my God. They don't make them anymore. Or at least I can't find them anywhere. Yeah, they do. They still make them. Do Not they? at my... No. Uh, but I think, yeah, uh, yes, there's a... At least I thought I saw something that was a, a pudding-type pop. Not pop. <laughs> Not a jello pudding, but those things. And the pudding and the pop and things and this and this. Oh, but anal's always number one in my book. I love pudding pops, but I also like that, too. And, and visually, they're related. <laughs> I would say okay. uh, creme brulee. I don't oh. like creme brulee. In the bru- now is it's the, a custard. Is so the, that but that that's uh, it's a cousin of yes. pudding. I think a French cousin, mm. a kissing cousin. Man, creme brulee is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, not- it's glorious, I'd, especially I'd, since you're like you're like going out ice fishing on the most wonderful lake in the world, <laughs> and then you break through it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I do like cracking that that too, caramelized too. top yeah. on there. I might put that a smidge above mousse. What? Yeah. But nowhere near tiramisu. That's your favorite. Right? It's one of my favorites, yes, for sure. And that's up there with like tres leches and flan and things like <laughs> flan, that. Flan, flan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walmart.com has jello pudding pops listed, <gasps> but they're not available. Yeah. Mm. So, so it's listed on their website, but you can't go buy them anywhere. Mm. Gaz bought them all up. Gaz bought yeah. them up. He's, uh, he's... You have any of these with Benadryl? There was a moment in my life where I was thin, and then Jello pudding pops entered my world, and I wasn't thin anymore. <laughs> so original Jello pudding pops are no longer available uh, for purchase, and they uh, uh, there was an astounding thirty six hundred people who searched for the frozen treats every month on Google, uh, but a lot of it actually had to do with uh, Cosby and his downfall. And so, like what? people associated, uh, this is a, an article on TastingTable.com. I mean, is it just frozen pudding? Can't you just make yes. frozen Case, pudding? What I saw looked looks exactly like it. It must have been a knockoff. I so. am going to guess it's more than just frozen pudding. Well, usually when they make something like this, the pudding will be part of the ingredient. Mm-hmm. But in order to make it be yes, the proper you, you way, you have to add asbestos. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, but but I would imagine there's some. I, I don't I don't think if you just made pudding and froze. 
knows it that you would come up with the same consistency as pudding pop. Now, that's me guessing because a lot of times when they go to market with this, like little pig, wee wee wee. Yeah. Um, I'm introducing a new product called the Swirly. <laughs> uh, they have altered it slightly so that it will, you know, freeze properly and and maintain it whatever its integrity that it needs to maintain. So, according to uh, the official Twitter account of Jello, uh, they said that uh, thanks for reaching out to to us. The product has been discontinued due to not enough customers purchasing it. We have no plans on bringing this back, and we will pass your comments on to the marketing team and have a great day. And this is about putting pops directly from the Jello company that made them the manufacturer, the ones that uh, Cosby endorsed. Nick, see if there's a a knockoff pudding because I saw I, it looked like uh, could have maybe been, that's the one Kathy found. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but um, I I always like pudding pops. Yeah, they were good. They're like, great. We're looking at the uh, the ingredients, uh, I guess, for you to make at home, uh, Case, and it mainly is, uh, yeah, pudding, uh, but you added some whole milk to it uh, to give it a creamier texture. This so is how you make it. There's Invite a little... the actress back to your dressing room. There's a little bit... <laughs> that oh, wait, that's my other methodology. Of a process. What does the it? pudding guy think of this? The pu- Oh, the yeah. pudding guy. It's very cold sometimes. It makes my nipples stick out. <laughs> I would like to try your various arrays of frozen pudding, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyhow. Uh, we got so- to the bottom of that. Uh, there's something I would like to mention. This was pretty cool. It's a story I saw this morning. Uh, Netflix is hiring a flight attendant for one of its private jets, and the job pays up to $385,000. Oh, I'll do it. A year. I know. I was thinking the same thing. So what is their, they, they had, the, are we talking their corporate jet? Yeah, it's a private jet. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, the role uh, advertised on the company's website requires the Northern California-based flight attendant uh, to carry up to 30 pounds. Hi, my name is Kathy. Would anyone like a pudding pop? Uh, <laughs> travel the world for extended amounts of time and be capable of long periods of standing. Okay. Uh, or how about standing during a long period? Uh, so the flight attendant will also be required to work flights on a Gulfstream G550 jet as needed. I, you know, that notion of becoming a, um, a steward or stewardess, you know, or a flight, a flight attendant, mm-hmm. um, you know, and get that access to travel was always something I thought earlier on in someone's life might mm-hmm. be something that would be really uh, a cool occupation. They do get like the their travel perks are Crazy. pretty pretty yeah. darn good. Yeah. And, no. So if you're not, little... and not just working travel, like you know when they are going to travel on their own, they I mean they fly you know some fly yes. for free. They, they get it. family members. They can can, they, yep. I think it's like a hundred bucks for it to fly a family member. I think it would depend on what whatever yeah. airline you're on. But my uh, my buddy Steve, his his sister Nancy was a longtime uh, flight attendant on Southwest Airlines, and he got to fly. All over the freaking wow. place. Wow. Uh, she got to go wherever she wanted, whenever she wanted type of thing. Yeah. As close to that as you yeah. can imagine. I think they fly on standby, so like you can right. be bumped if it's you know completely packed flight. But so what if yeah. you're flying for free? Um, so this pays potentially $385,000. I don't like standing for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> no, like if I'm at a concert, I am like so like... When when they play a song, I'm like, oh, this is a song I can sit down for. I'm like, this is this is great. <laughs> what if you tattooed on your hand three hundred eighty five thousand yeah. dollars, and you could look at it while you were standing to remind you why you're standing? Mm-mm, I wouldn't need to do that because I would uh, I would buy the most comfortable shoes I could find. Okay, uh, to stand. Well, you know, um, Crocs people uh, that stand a lot wear Crocs. Uh-huh. Could you uh, wear those as a flight attendant? Would they frown upon so. <laughs> no. it? Your, your feet Probably. would be stinky. Yeah. You'd be in a closed cabin. Probably. 
Uh, while the company hasn't provided a specific compensation range for the role, it uh, lists the overall market range for similar positions between sixty and three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. Compensation will be determined based on experience level. Yeehaw. Uh, Netflix said that the ideal candidate not only is professionally trained in cabin and passenger safety and aircraft emergency evacuation, but is also able to embrace the Netflix culture of freedom and responsibility. What does that mean? That culture includes operating with little direction and lots of self-motivation. I'm going to fly the plane. (laughs) You are a motivated person. That is great. Uh, Despite... The high-pay Netflix has been retooling its organization since its subscriber numbers began to slip last year. The company laid off hundreds of employees, implemented a plan to crack down on password sharing, and launched a lower-priced advertising-supported tier. They've been getting their asses kicked. However, in streaming ratings, they're still doing very well. Going back to the flight attendant, uh, a while back, Steve, you sent me a article. I printed it up, and I put it in my junk drawer, and I never got around to it. It's probably in the very, very back uh, if I could even locate it. It's not the junk... Wait. Oh, wait. You found it? That you made it happen through creative visualization. A flight attendant, uh, and and this happens from time to time. They'll go on and, and tell you uh, about the ins and outs and things that you men might not know as a passenger. And this one explains the chime sounds yes. that you often hear uh, on oh. the airplane. If you hear, yeah, like that. Here, hold it close to the microphone. When you do. There you go. Uh, so, uh, and they they talked about what those. Actually, mean they, because they're they're a different. They tone. mean something. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, Tommy Samato, who works for American Airlines, uh, shared the truth about that common beeping sound, that tone, uh, and the chimes are. And it's really not that big of a mystery. But I did. I, I flew a couple weeks ago, and I did kind of pay attention to the activity of the flight attendants when I heard the the chime. Right. Uh, so the chimes are used to uh, by staff to communicate with one another. In a quick and efficient way, uh, with each chime pattern signaling a different thing. Uh, and by the way, those who are, I do have some questions about uh, some of the terminology that's used when they uh, make announcements for each other uh, on the. Oh, when they're, you know, they're they're talking in sort of a coded language yeah. to each other. Yeah. What a couple of those things, and and I meant to make a note of what they were because as I was paying attention on this flight and noticed the chimes and saw that. Uh, uh, that when they heard them, that they paid attention. Uh, but they said... Um, alpha Tango Pudding Pop? No, not Alpha <laughs> Tango Pudding Pop. Um, if you're a flight attendant, call right now. 215-263-WMMR. I would like to ask a question. Um, but it was... Um, oh, man, I forgot what they said. And but I, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes yeah. they're, they're to, to alert... For, for example, there is an unruly passenger, or they need... Uh, they're... There's clearly a jargon that they use that is meant just it, for them. It was they used the word check in it. I think uh, it was something. Uh, well, when you're done with the flight, you ask for the check. Something? No, it wasn't that. check? Please. We're about to land. <laughs> We're about to land. Can we get a check. Uh, so anyhow, so a high ding followed by a low ding, which sounds like a doorbell. Yeah. Ding dong. Right. Uh, means one flight attendant is trying to reach another, or that someone from the flight deck is calling. Ah. Uh, just one tone means a passenger has hit the call flight attendant button and needs their attention. Uh, in addition, a three chimes in a row signal means that there's an emergency situation, uh, but this guy, Tommy, said that you are likely to never hear that. So, boom, boom, 
Yeah. Rapid fire? Yep. He said in a separate video that he added that uh, the two short chimes of the same tone uh, means the plane is starting its final descent. What about when you hear Scott singing? I don't know. Let me read further and see if there's anything that comes up on that. Uh, Tommy has uh, earned a lot of attention online for sharing a series of secrets that he's learned about flying while working for the airline and has racked up more than 450,000 followers along the way. In the video... The beverage card is coming. Okay. Uh, and in one video... <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> which gained more than 350,000 views, uh, he said that the reason it sometimes take a while for you to get off of a plane is because the jet bridge moves super slowly. Quick question. Uh, if you've ever used that um, to call for a, a flight attendant and hit that button... Um, it seems to me, and I, I never have, but it seems to me that it takes inordinately long a lot of times for them to come to where you are. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Is that part of the protocol? I think maybe they they are guessing initially that it was a mistake. Right. And they're just going to wait to see if it actually, you really do need them. All right. Here's uh, here uh, people are, are texting him what it is. It's a cross check. Which is when you take your hockey stick and you oh, slam yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. A minor. Unruly uh, patient needs to be cross-checked. What uh, uh, What does cross-check mean? Then? Yeah, because as uh, they will say, a couple of phrases you will hear is um, felching. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, doors armed cross-check. Okay. Or uh, they say, hang on a second. There was another one that says cross-check and and call and a uh, cross-check and all call. Uh, and somebody here is the pilot says, uh, they, they might be calling for checking the emergency exits and the slides are disarmed. Okay. I was curious about that. Marissa brought in a, uh, a series of, um, terms that are used. All right. Excellent. Um, so do, 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 crosswatch. No, crotch watch. Crotch watch. What? Uh, we're what? checking everyone's crotch to see what joke? kind of bulge you have. Ladies, if you have any camel toe, if you can pull your pants up so we can see what kind of badge you're rocking there. And we hope you enjoy your flight. <laughs> so, so this is this, this list, which I didn't know also inclu- includes slang. Amongst the uh, okay, uh, the the flight attendant staff and the crotch watch is what it's called when a flight attendant is in charge of checking for seat belts. Ah, crotch watch that yeah. makes sense. So that's that's slang. There, I wear my They're belt not... higher than my crotch, though. They I would... don't run it around my nutsack. I run it across my waist. Well, I understand yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. they're looking in that general right. area, so I think that's what that means. So, so that's what they that's the language they use amongst each other. Yeah. Not, they don't they announce. Don't, yeah, they don't announce that they're the, coming. The, the flight attendants. Uh, Institute of Badge View. Everyone yeah. take a walk. No. Steve doesn't run back under your nuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> back Where to my, my under badge. my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm having a little trouble with my nut sack. Going back to your yeah. bunghole. Yeah. Back to my bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cross check. Here we go. Uh, this happens during arrival or departure. When you hear this, it means flight attendants must double-check aircraft doors to ensure they are armed and ready in the event of an evacuation. So that's what that means. So they, they check it twice, make sure it's ready to go. Right, cross-check. right. That makes sense. Uh, nice. And then this says, and, and uh, Marissa doesn't have the other page, it says lips and tips. And I don't know what, what? that is. Yeah. It means how you pay for your flight. Lips and tips. Uh, there's also pink eye is another one they use. It says uh, a pink eye is a flight that's slightly earlier than the red eye. Late at night, but not over. Like at 10 o'clock? 
Uh, this flight usually doesn't land much later than midnight. What about a brown eye? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever flight you're yeah. on, bud. If everyone looks forward to the front of the cabin, you'll see my butthole. <laughs> By the way, I mentioned this the other day because I flew. I, I know Southwest has, has taken a... Uh, I'm flying American Airlines this weekend. Uh, where, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to visit my dad. Oh. Uh, but... Um, if uh, if you if I have I've flown uh, last time I, I flew Southwest Airlines, and I really do believe they they had the best when it comes to flight attendants. They, they, okay, because they have a license, have a little bit of fun. They don't take it too seriously. They uh, they they joke around when they're making the announcements. Yeah. I also like their boarding procedure better than. Oh, I other, hate it. Their airlines. Oh, the zones. Like you don't oh, like the, the zone thing. Confusion. Well, it's not a zone. It's it's um. You take what seat you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and and I do like that. Uh, now, if I'm one of the last one to board, I don't like that. Yeah, right. But I, but I do kind of like that. I, get, I hate the, uh, I get anxiety uh, on whether or not I'm going to get a good seat or right. if I'm going to get on time or, you know, I, whatever. I, I would rather specify my seat because I, I want that aisle. Well, yeah. you can't yeah. pay to get ahead yeah. in the line, though. Right, and, right. And sucks- once you walk on and there's only 10 people on board, it's pretty much the world is your oyster. Right. right. Yeah. What sucks is uh, the, the zoning, Steve, when you're, like, people, they don't, like, they don't check your they, ticket. And so, yes. And, they, and people know that, so mm, they might be zone five. Oh, no, oh, yeah. really? Uh, I've been there when they've been very strict about it. Really? Absolutely. So He's right, though. Yeah. There are times when they're not, but I've also, as what Preston says, where they're, listen, what is the purpose of having the zone if you're not checking who's boarding at that time when you call that zone? Right. But I don't like is when they're about to announce the zones and everybody starts so to annoying. gather in this area mm-hmm. and you got to fight your way through because you're in a zone fight before them. I just want to. That's what I say <laughs> yeah. when I'm at the airport. <laughs> I let them know that I want to fight them. Yeah. I want to fight you. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is correct or not. Get away from me. <laughs> but the term, uh, uh, wait, is it? Uh, lips and tips, right? Is that what you said, Preston? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it refers to a flight attendant who's wearing matching lipstick and nail uh, nail polish. That seems rather bizarre. I don't know if it's right yeah. or not. It's from like a I don't even know what this website is. Okay, lips or hips is a is a sexual proposition. Yeah, lips and hips. Yeah. All lips and hips. Uh, but whatever. Okay, so you know we might have a tragedy situation here, President. I cannot locate my uh, president. Uh, presidential Hager Sachs slacks order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. Uh, LBJ? Yes. Yeah, that's too bad. That's, uh, well, well that's I'm sure it. we, It's been a while. We can find that Oh, one. don't worry. I got it. If you just type in uh, LBJ, you can uh, you can find it. It's it's there. Oh, it's a it, Spanish porn movie. I have some. LBJ. LBJ, believe me about it. An inch from the, where the zipper uh, ends around uh, under my, back of my bunghole. The crotch down where uh, your nuts hang is always a little too tight. All right. Jesus. By the way, somebody uh, somebody is pointing out that on Southwest. And by the way, now I'm a total proponent of using whatever airlines app. Okay, it is so oh, much yeah. better for sure. So much better. Absolutely. I used to not trust that I would have my phone and ticket and be able to. You know, I was like yeah. having a paper ticket. It's great for updates too. Like if there are yes. any delays or whatever, you can you can turn your alerts on and you'll get them. Yep. And also you can check in early and yeah. stuff like that. And so people are texting in that that if you check in with Southwest uh, 24 hours in advance, uh, you never have an issue with getting on early. So you mm. say just show up at the airport uh, a day early. Yeah, 24 hours. Show right. up ahead of time. <laughs> get a hotel room, and you'll be one of the first ones in line. That's so you got about another 23 hours and uh, have fun. Yeah. Was it when we were in Chicago where the guy uh, was sitting in the terminal? Snoring. <laughs> Snoring. So yep. Was that Chicago? Oh, my God. That it was. was. so funny. It was great. And everybody was whipping out their phones. <laughs> didn't know this guy, and they were filming him. I kind of felt bad for him a yeah. little bit. but uh, uh, I didn't because his friend was laughing at him. 
Yeah, so. I don't think that guy knew him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I think that guy was just going <laughs> to film him. But anyway, back to uh, Netflix. Yes, they have a um, uh, a flight attendant position available for their private jets. How big is this jet? Do we know? Well, it's a, it's a Gulfstream G, uh, G5. Okay. It's like a G550. So, like a, like so a, you know. it's a good size. I would imagine... A dozen people, yeah, something like that. You know, a private jet. I, that's a guess. That's yeah. a total guess. By the way, you guys, ever, anybody in here, ever been on a private plane before? What? No, well, I mean, I've been not, on not a Cessna, right? Not a, not a like a you know a two seater or something like that. But I mean a a private jet. Let I me have been that. aboard one that was sitting on the tarmac. How cool was <laughs> it? But I, it's awesome. But yeah. I've never flown in one. Yeah, Marissa peaked did. in a couple of yeah, them. Yeah. Marissa. I want it as a prize here I at the radio that. station. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a jet, though? Or is it a It prop? was a turboprop aircraft. But, okay, sure. But it, but it was large, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it's at uh, eight of us. Okay. Well, eight is enough. Yeah, we like, uh, the one, so a friend of mine flies often on one, um, and it has, like, the couches and right. table. Like, you, the, you don't, like, buckle up before you leave and all that kind of stuff. I would love to yeah. do that. To walk around, I know... There's just something interesting about walking around a, a cabin like that or like when they used to have the 747s with the lounge up on top. Yeah. Where you can, like you're walking up into a nightclub. It was amazing. I have a friend who does that too, Kath, and, and wanted to go on a golf trip a couple of years ago. Yeah, we'll just hire a plan by mine. I'm like, hey, yeah. You're like, I'm not chipping in on I'm that. I'm not yeah. the same <laughs> level as you. Preston, did you get the episode of the, of the Crown this season where he has to fly business class to Prince Charles? No. Yeah, so they, they, were, uh, they were going to Hong Kong and... Um, uh, for the transition from the Chinese government, uh, you know, uh, the British government was uh, giving up Hong Kong to the Chinese government. And for whatever reason, they didn't have access to the royal jet. And he had to fly business class. And Tony Blair was up in first class. And it was like the prince. And now the king of England flying like with the rest of the losers in the world wow. in, in business class. How did he react to that? He was uh, a little jealous of Tony Blair. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's my Cinnabon right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's delicious. It has this white cream on top of a little cramps. Uh, oh, here comes Richard Gere. <laughs> uh, it's almost like the uh, the the, uh, the evangelicals that don't oh, want to fly right, yeah. with the, the riffraff, the normal people. What you need to understand is you're all scum. <laughs> and when I got on a plane and I see every seat filled with human scum, it makes it hard for me to get the word of the Lord. Poor guy. Yeah, no, it's tough. Poor guy. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, you can uh, check uh, Netflix's website uh, for if you, if you would like to apply for this position. Does um, like uh, Amazon Prime have one as well? And Hulu I don't know. They and, should. Yeah, they absolutely. I would imagine that they do. I just don't think they have a job available right now. <laughs> the link to it's up on uh, PrestonandSteve.com, too. Okay. If you want to take a look, yeah. All right. 385 grand. I mean, that's... That's oh, substantial. That's Why don't you think there's more involved? Yeah. Well, I just mean, be, do you have to be wait. on call all the time? That you might be I mean? it. Yeah. It's like in the first Iron Man movie right. uh, where he and Rhodey are flying and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. the, the servers turn into strippers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, uh, Marissa has a mock-up of our latest T-shirt. Anal, mock? Uh, an, anal Moose Pudding Jello in oh, that order. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I don't know if we, we should make that or not. No. I think we should. No. Yes. That'll be that can be our Christmas gift. We'll see if we do that. All right, I want to take a break and come back because we got some bizarre file stories that we're going to break out here in just a moment. So hang tight. We will come back in a moment, my friend. Your neighborhood. 
Join Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show Friday from 3 to 5 at Acme at 19th and Oregon in South Philly for an official Eagles pep rally. Play against Casey in our inflatable and indoor football toss to win prizes, samples, Eagles merch, and more. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. So Nick and I share this monitor, this uh, computer monitor, and Nick has control over it, and sometimes he'll pull up <laughs> Wikipedia pages and things like that with information that I need to know and I can't do in the middle of, right. of, uh, of you know, progressing through the show. Right. And I look over, and Nick has looked up on Wikipedia, <laughs> yam, right. and uh-huh. I have no idea All why. Right. So Kathy was just having a snack, and uh, Kathy and I were standing right outside the door while you guys were doing a live commercial, and then Casey comes out. Yeah. And he says, are you having yams? And I, Kathy I had, says... Yeah, so I had, like, my little Tupperware. I had right. just heated up what I was eating, and I was holding it, but I was talking to Nick, so I wasn't yet eating. And then so <laughs> Kathy says, no, I'm having sweet potatoes. And then Casey's like, I think they're the same thing. Are they the same thing? I think they're the same thing. And then I couldn't remember if Casey was right or wrong, and he couldn't remember either. I always... Uh, I think they're slightly different. They, but they? they are very similar. In the yes. U.S., apparently yams are referred to as sweet potatoes, and then Steve started talking about the fact that he likes <laughs> sweet potato fries... But not, but not sweet, sweet potatoes. potatoes. Right. So I think, Steve, that most sweet potato fries are made from what in the rest of the world would be known as yams. Mm, yeah. Okay. So what's a yam bag? That that's, is your that's ball. Your, that's nutsack. your nutsack. Right. Uh, by the way, so there, but there are yams or sweet potatoes that are orange inside and others that have a yellowish look to them. And right. I always seen, I I had always thought of the... Ball sacks are yummy. <laughs> I always thought the ball sacks were yummy. Yeah. Uh, no, that, uh, that the yellowish ones were... Were more considered yams. That's your nutsack. Hi, mom. Uh, and sweet potatoes are, you know, the orange ones. But I think they're very, very similar. They've got to be right no, similar in the pocket. It's the right? same thing. Like you have, um, you know, different kinds of onions, but they're still onions. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dad, can I yeah. talk to you for a minute? <laughs> they are all in the tuber family. Yes, they're definitely tubers. Yes. Yeah. We know that. Or okay. snowboarders. Totally tubers. Yeah. All right. Um, Glad we got that all cleared up. Yep, we good? Man, when we clear up something, we clear it up good. Yeah, we do. Hold on a second. Oh, oh this is from no, we don't. Uh, <laughs> Web Restaurant Store or WebsterRantStore.com. All things concerning Webster. Uh, yams and sweet potatoes are not the same. Ah! Yams have rough, dark brown skin that is often compared to tree bark and okay. their flesh is dry and I scratchy like a regular potato. Sweet potatoes have smooth reddish skin. Oh, okay, yeah. Softer right. flesh when cooked and a sweet flavor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're looking so, at side by side. See what I was talking about? So yeah, then exactly. I am, am I then, in effect, having actually having sweet potato fries? You're ha- yeah. you I are. think you're having You're sweet- not having yam fries. Right. So what's a yam bag? <laughs> and I was eating sweet potatoes. You were eating sweet potatoes. Not now, yams. I thought yams and sweet potatoes were the same thing, so that's why I said that. Um, but do they make yam fries? Uh, not that I'm familiar with, no, no, no. though. Uh, though that might be an interesting experiment if they if they share common attributes. They make lamb fries. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a quick Those question? Are testicles, yeah. By the do way. you guys like the McRib? Yes, I do. Okay. It's not my go-to. It's okay. okay. Yeah. It's because I have a friend who has bags of frozen McRibs. Oh, okay. And he I know he, where he's he trying to get rid of them. He, he's like, "Hey, you know, come by and, and grab some after the show today." But I'm not a huge McRib fan. I, I but I grab them for you. I'm like, "Nick, I yeah. Listen, I, I they're 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 okay. Uh, you know, they're they're fine, I but said, I, it wouldn't be my go-to." I said, "How do you how do you get those?" He goes, "I got a guy." <laughs> I got a guy. <laughs> I got a McRib guy. 
Wait, uh, does this man assuming... dress as a clown? <laughs> McRib is from McDonald's, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so he has a bunch of them from McDonald's? He's I don't know. From... He's got a guy. He's got a guy, Cass. You know? yeah. yeah, me too. He's we... got an inside guy right. at Mickey D. Listen, right. I, I work for McDonald's. <laughs> I have some connections. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> uh, so I'm going to bring him in sometime. We'll cook him up, all right? All I right. bet you hamburgers is guy. Because if anybody's going to steal from McDonald's, it's Hamburglar, right? He'd be the number one culprit, right? Or the number one Maybe he said too obvious. The Yamburglar. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do the Bizarre Five. Go for it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Brought to you this morning by Liberty Safes of New Jersey. Keep all your important keepsakes, like McRibs, (laughs) safe at home in a Liberty Safe. Liberty Safes of New Jersey, Route 130 in Bordentown, or Route 73 in Mount Laurel, LibertySafesNJ.com. All right, stick with me on this story. This is a lengthy one, but I think the payoff is worth it, okay? Uh, When Kelsey Haas fell into an open patch of icy water earlier this winter, she didn't panic. It was uh, her first time falling through the ice, but as a guide and an avid adventurer, Haas did know a few techniques for getting out of frozen water. But none of those techniques involved the carcass of a snowshoe hare. Huh. Okay, so, a you know, rabbit? like a large rabbit. Yeah. Okay. So Haas was skating to the uh, Greywink Glacier with a group of about a dozen others. The massive 13-mile-long glacier has become a popular destination at uh, Kachemak Bay State Park, especially in winter. After a boat ride, it's about a two-mile trek partly over Frozen Lake to get there. The 29-year-old hiking and rafting guide had been there many times before uh, in warm and winter months, and her friends were also experienced adventurers. They had throw ropes, rescue gear in tow. They were testing the thickness of the ice with ice screws. And while she was exploring around the glacier, Haas found the carcass of a snowshoe hare on the ice. She thought it was kind of mysterious. She said it wasn't warm, it was super stiff, but it wasn't like it. Want- I wanted to eat it because I didn't know how it died. You can't just pick up a hare and eat it. It was interesting. There were no puncture wounds. Haas decided to hold on to the carcass. Okay, so that's important. She wanted to take it home to skin it and save the fur. Later, as the sun was about to set, Haas and her friends discovered an ice formation that Haas described as a perfectly picturesque arch right in the middle of an iceberg. Uh, She said, we all knew that it was really thin ice and that it wouldn't be a good idea, but the arch was so beautiful and tempting, she wanted to skate through it. If anything did happen, Haas figured that there was a trained group of well-equipped people who could help. And she had extra warm clothes in her backpack, so she tempted fate and skated through the arch as fast as she could. Uh, Instead of thin ice, though, she found an open hole. Oh, my God. So she fell into it. Uh, She said her instincts kicked in after she fell in the water. Instantly cold. She knew that she had to go back the way she had come toward where the ice was at least somewhat stable. Uh, She knew that she had to position her body horizontally to pull herself out of the water. A dry bag that she carried on her back had air inside, which helped keep her afloat, and she still had the dead hair. She said, I don't know how I didn't let that go. So she was holding on to the dead hair. When she reached the edge, she slapped the hair forward onto the ice shelf. Wow, how can she slap? The wet, listen, let me finish this. The wet 
carcass quickly froze onto the cold surface. That's amazing. And she used that frozen snowshoe hair like an anchor to pull herself out of the icy water. And it froze that quickly shows you how effing cold it was. Yep. And she was out before her friends could help. She said, I just looked at them and I was like, I just have to skate as fast as possible and work my body temperature back up. When she made it back to the shore, there was a group waiting for her. She said it was like a pit crew. Everyone swore me. She said, they took off all my clothes. I looked like a giant marshmallow. Haas said one of the biggest struggles was taking off her ice skates because the laces were frozen solid. She remembered three people tugging on each skate, struggling to remove them. After she was able to get her skates off, uh, she still had a mile and a half hike to the water taxi. She said, my coldest thing were my feet on the hike back. My feet were definitely pretty numb the whole way. And while she was able to laugh about the situation immediately afterwards, she said it definitely affected her days later. She said, anytime I close my eyes, I have kind of a flashback. As for the snowshoe hair that she used to pull her out of the icy water, she said, I want to make slippers out of it. Definitely want to make slippers. So she's gonna do and then she said the story, Preston, I thought she might use the hair as like a pick, like the teeth. Like a- right, right. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's why when right, I initially yeah. read this, I'm like, where is this going to go? How right. did this help her get out of there? I thought that was pretty wild and definitely deserving of a bizarre file place. All right, uh, this is messed up. A white secretary at a Louisiana school abruptly resigned from a position late last week after making racist comments about Martin Luther King Jr. Day in a text conversation with a coach. You can't believe what this woman said. In a Monday Facebook post, Walter uh, Gino McLaughlin shared a video that included an image of uh, Nulwin Fontana, uh, the office secretary, at uh, Uchita Parish Junior High School, along with a screenshot of the alleged text messages, which refer, re, which referred to Martin Luther King Day as N-Word Day. Oh, yes. She yeah. wrote that out and texted it to someone. Uh, the response is interesting, too. A uh, local outlet reported that the messages, which were confirmed by officials, were sent to a coach at the school who was stunned by what they received. In the screenshot message, uh, she informed the coach about the upcoming Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, and she wrote, N-word day, LOL, Mark Luther King. And then he writes back, huh? Say what? Where did that come from? And then she responded with, uh, remind your players that Sunday is off, and it's for Mark Luther King Day Monday. And she continued to appear to cru- confuse uh, King that, Jr.'s That's got to be safe, right? She's thinking to herself, yeah, this is no problem. I can send this. Uh, in a letter Monday, uh, the principal confirmed the secretary's departure to parents. Committee uh, Community members uh, were quickly to say that uh, racial issues at the school run deeper than one official. And many felt the secretary should have been immediately fired instead of being allowed to resign. Right, uh, yeah. So just messed up. Effing people, man. Uh, animal rescuers in New Jersey said that they are investigating the origins of an unusual non-native animal picked up in Monmouth County. Uh, it was an alligator case what? in Monmouth County. This Seriously? was in Cape May. Yeah, was it let go from a, as a pet? Uh, the Monmouth County SPCA said in a Facebook post that a member of the public called the organization Saturday night to report an alligator in a plastic container in the empty lot next to his home. Huh. Uh, the young alligator, they said, was brought back to the shelter and given a clean tank that allowed proper air circulations being kept in a climate-controlled area. I think it's a developer. 
the alligator will be transferred to the New Jersey Division of Fish and Wildlife shortly. And the alligator is believed to be a pet that was abandoned by its owner. And alligators in Caymans are not legal to keep as pets in New Jersey. I heard they might be giving it to the Cape May Zoo. Oh, uh, okay. Casey, so there you go, we'll man. Be able to go and visit it. Stop going to Florida. Hang out in Cape May. I don't want to see them in captivity. I want to see them in the wild. In their natural habitat. Running across the prairies. I am one last story. I have this. This is a great one. Uh, the University of South Australia has fessed up to an embarrassing error after <laughs> promoting the quality of its studies in design and with a design. Uh, actually, it's a design fail on their banner. So this is huge. It's on a big building, these huge banners. The branding installed on the side of its Adelaide building was meant to read, Success will be of your own design. But there was a bit of a typo because success was spelled with an A instead of an S. (laughs) It's it's not even, you can't even pronounce it. Success? Success will be. Uh, But the way they responded online is hilarious. The university was able to have a laugh at itself, and they wrote in a comment, a hit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of S H I T, they wrote A H I T. That's a great way to take a man to that. Uh, totally. I agree. All right, and there you go. That's your final story in the bizarre file for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll see if you've been paying attention. We have a lesson question. We'll get into trash and music news as well. Stay put. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, We're going to see if you've been listening to our program this morning because we're going to ask a lesson question. We are going to give away a four-pack of tickets for for the Philadelphia Wings game this Saturday against Toronto Rock at the Wells Fargo Center. And I think I have to go with this. What word ranks just above jello, pudding, and moose? Two one five two six three WMMR. Creme brulee's in there somewhere, but this oh, one's yeah. on the top. I think so. What comes? <laughs> Jello pudding, mousse, and then what? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you heard it and you know the answer, call now. The trash business is a gold mine. WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll await those phone calls. In the meantime, we'll get the latest in the trash. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Tyler Perry is attempting to purchase a huge building next to Tyler Perry Studios that's slated to become an FDA laboratory. The FDA is assuring Perry experiments will only be small and innocuous in scope, but did suggest his security purchase weapons powerful enough to kill dinosaurs. Wow. Oh, my God. Bonnie Bartlett Daniels, the wife of William Daniels, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World, says they have had a completely open marriage for years with both having countless affairs. In her new autobiography, Bonnie claims William would often have her play guest the celebrity by smelling his mustache. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hello. And finally, Krista Cavallari 
who divorced Jay Cutler in 2020, says she is completely done with dating football players. Cavallari says a steady stream of hulking athletes have left her having to trade in her vibrator for a jackhammer. (laughs) We are going to go to the phones and see if we can get someone who knows the answer to this. What word ranks just above jello, pudding, and moose? 215-263-WMMR. The number, the caller we're going to is Andrew. Hi there, Andrew. Hey, guys, is this uh, Elvis's Fabric Emporium? Okay. <laughs> He's, man, what are you looking for? He loves fabrics. <laughs> uh, I'd like to get 100 T-shirts with the uh, following phrase, uh, Jello uh, pudding and anal, please. Yes, yeah. yes. You left moose out, yeah. but anal is indeed at the top. So hang on, Andrew. You got it right. Love them fabrics, don't you, man? <laughs> All right, Andrew, we're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Wings game versus the Toronto Rock this Saturday, January 21st at the Wells Fargo Center. You can be there for 215 night when Wings celebrate all things Philly, and you can score great deals for the whole family with $2 pretzels, dollar hot dogs, and $5 beers. Get your tickets at wingslax.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I have uh, several items in Music News this morning. Uh, We'll start with Foo Fighters and Green Day. Set to headline the Harley-Davidson Homecoming Festival in July. Mm. Uh, The festival will take place July 13th through the 16th at multiple venues across Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Foo Fighters will perform on July 15th at Veterans Park to celebrate the Milwaukee's uh, Milwaukee Motorcycle Company's 120th anniversary. Uh, Green Day will play the park on July 14th. Uh, Social Distortion, Fantagram, and Kenny Hoopla will open for Green Day on the 14th. And on the 15th, Cody Jinx, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, and White Reaper will open for Foo Fighters. So Foo Fighters adding more and more shows to their repertoire. Yeah, clearly. Dolly Parton revealed some of the collaborations for her upcoming rock album while appearing on ABC's The View earlier this week. The all-star lineup includes Paul McCartney, Stevie Nicks, Brandi Carlisle, John Fogarty, Cher, Pink... Steve Perry and Steven Tyler, just to start off with. That's pretty crazy. She says that she hopes that Mick Jagger will agree to guest on the project. I'm on to it. But she always, she's already recorded a cover of the of a Stones song featuring both Pink and Brandy Carlisle. Carlisle, I don't know which song as of yet. So she'd have to throw another Stones tune in there to get Mick on board, but I'm sure she would make that consideration. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the new album, Simply Called Rockstar, is expected to be released sometime this year. Dolly was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year. She celebrates her 77th birthday today, by the way. Our buddy Brett Michaels has just dropped a new solo single. It's called Back in the Day. The Poison Frontman describes the track as a modern-day throwback to a feel-good road trip anthem. Uh, the tune will definitely be one of the highlights of Michaels' set list. During the 2023 Party Gras North American Summer Tour dates uh, with road regulars Night Ranger and Jefferson Starship. Joining the festivities as well at assorted stops will be uh, former Journey singer Steve O'Gary and Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath. Have you heard this, uh, this song? I have not. I just read well, about it this morning. We're so watching the video. I do not know this, uh, You know if it's any good or not. We'll have to wait and see. Fallout Boy announced on Wednesday... 
that a new album will be out in March. And earlier this week, they revealed a new single for the video, uh, and a new single and a video uh, for Love from the Other Side. The band posted cover art, which features a dog attempting to eat bubbles. Uh, though a press release, through a press release from bass player Pete Wentz, he described the band and said that they've been at an ongoing art project for 20 years. Uh, the name of the album is So Much for Stardust and will be out on March 24th. Gene Simmons has praised ABBA huh. for their undeniable songwriting. In an interview with Goldmine Magazine, the Kiss Basis talked about the iconic band's greatest hits and said, if I'm riding in my car and ABBA music comes on, I turn it up and that's the sign of greatness. You are uh, a dancing chicken. Uh, they're Young two- and mean. Their 2015 song, Dancing Queen, is in the Grammy Hall of Fame with nearly 400 million albums sold worldwide, 17 number one hits, and over 16 million weekly global streams. Abba goes out to the chickens <laughs> who love to get their groove on. ABBA is one of the world's most successful music acts of all time, by the way. For those who may not know, if this is way beyond your years, ABBA was a juggernaut through the you 1970s. You can cluck. Yeah. <laughs> you can scratch, but you can't really take flight. See that chicken, that chicken over there. It's a dancing chicken. That's how much Gene he loves, loves ABBA. Yeah. That he's you put, cannot argue. He's put his two loves together. With the Leviathan. That is ABBA. ABBA and chickens. Did you ever see uh, the movies Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia 2? No, no. I'm not no, I'm not into musicals, really, except yeah. for La La Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so I didn't. I never gave it a shot. Any good? Just watch nah. it. Yeah. I'd rather see an opera concert. I mean, they did really well. They, they did, did incredibly well. well. So... Uh, Gene also mentioned a few other artists uh, whose songs stand out to him. Uh, they include the Beach Boys, the Bee Gees, the Killers, of course. and the Four Seasons. All of them are good. Everybody else thinks. Speaking of the Beach Boys, they will be honored on February 8th with the taping of CBS's a Grammy Salute to the Beach Boys. Kokomo is a perfect song. <laughs> perfect song. Yeah. Okay. In the, right at the beginning, it lists various locations that people would love to visit. Aruba, Jamaica. Yeah, that's right. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, there are, yeah. Ooh, I want to take it. <laughs> Come on, pretty chicken. Uh, tickets are available for the event, which will uh, be happening in Los Angeles at the Dolby Theater. Although details remain scarce, during a chat with Consequence of Sound last month, Rivers Cuomo of Weezer spoke about the band's involvement in the upcoming TV event. He said, we're in the midst of figuring out which Beach Boys song we want to cover, and oh my God, it is incredibly fun. It feels so good to play and sing these songs, and I'm reminded of how much I used them as a model when I was first starting out writing songs for Weezer. I told you I watched our documentary, the, the newest one with Brian Wilson, where he's driving around with his... Uh, multi-decade friend who's a, a writer for Rolling Stone, and uh, they drive around to different areas that have a you know importance to uh, Brian Wilson. And there are points where he's like, I, "I we need to leave now." Like he he would get it would be too emotional. Huh. Yeah, so he's but he goes because he loves this guy so much. And they're going into like restaurants and and um, 
you know, he's he's beaten a lot of his demons where he can be out in public, and and there are people coming up to him who are you know rabid fans, and he seems very able to process that, which is not what the case used to be. Well, he got rid of that quote unquote doctor, oh, right? Doctor Landy or whatever the yeah. hell his name was is his nightmare, right? And ruined most of yeah. his life or a lot of his life. Uh, so. Uh, from this documentary, Steve, it, like it seems like he's in a pretty good place. A much better place. Okay. Uh, he and he has a tremendous amount of respect. But there are Nick in, in certain points you 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 see those old demons yeah. scratching at the surface, like are that are what he has to deal with. Right. Yeah. He's such a fascinating guy. Yeah. All right. I have one last story. We uh, had this in entertainment news, but this is so sweet. I need to uh, run this through again. A young cancer patient uh, named after the hit song "Hey There, Delilah." I uh, got a surprise of a lifetime when Plain White Tea singer Tom Higginson uh, showed up in her hospital room for a one-on-one performance. He posted the video, uh, or someone did, on TikTok, uh, showing eight-year-old Delilah's reaction is now putting smiles on faces around the globe. Uh, Higginson said that when he was approached to visit the little girl in Los Angeles, it wasn't a question of if, but only when. And you can hear, and we'll play the audio here. Uh, first, her parents show her a video of Tom saying, hey, it's me. Uh, and, you know, I'd like to play you the song, Hey There, Delilah. And then he goes, hang on, wait a second. And he was actually in the other room, and he comes walking, <laughs> wearing the same shirt and everything. Yeah. He comes walking in, uh, and we have the audio of it. It's very, very sweet. Uh, where's this going to play, Case? On the uh, Vox Pro. The Vox Pro? Okay, so here we go. What's up, Delilah? It's Tom from Plain White Tees. I hear you're a big fan of our song, Hey There, Delilah. So figured that I would play it for you right now. So here we go. Actually, you know what? I got a better idea. Hang on a second. <gasps> Hi, Delilah. Hey. hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but girl, tonight you look so pretty. Yes, you do. <laughs> Times Square gets not as bright as you. I swear it's true. Oh, what you do to me. Hey there, Delilah, here's to you. Yeah, Delilah! I don't know how he got through it. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's just so it should be a, wonderful, so a sweet. rule in the universe that kids should not have to deal with cancer. Oh, my God. Dear Christ. I know. It's it's just, it's just not fair. Yeah. Buried. Uh, but that's just super sweet, and I love when yeah. somebody does that. Does anybody know, I'd heard about that song uh, from the Plain White Tees, that he had written that. Uh, he had met a girl, and she had said something like, hey, if you write a song about me, oh, I'll yeah. go out on a date with you or well, something. Yeah, she's and, supposed- and, and he wrote it in a night. Yeah, supposedly she was from Conshohocken. Yeah. And she. this is what I've Did heard. Did a morning show? She, no, she lived on 8th Avenue, and um, yeah, she met him out at a bar, said, write a song about me. He did, and that's what the song Delilah is supposedly about. And got the huge hit out of it. Wow, interesting. I wonder if you ever got any or not. Have you ever hooked up with her? You know? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. No. I mean. And that's probably what cornholing's about. What, what cornholing is about? Is a follow-up. Yeah, they follow a pit. It's not just a game. It's a sex act. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll find out. It's a little less innocent than the... Right, yeah. Those of you who were crying a moment ago. You're not anymore. You're not anymore. Welcome back. Yeah. All right, that's the last item in music news. We are going to take a break. We will come back in a second. We will wrap up the program and letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, which we give away tomorrow Yay. with Pierre Robert. Stay with us. We'll be right back. MMR Spotlight. 
likes the best rock in Philadelphia with MMR's Local Shots. Hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Wrapping it up for the day. Today. I'm David Bowie, and there's not one food that's not made better by pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He agrees with Nick Sunday. That's amazing. Uh, let's see. 1036, the program is ending, and I would like to thank our guests on the show today. We had, joining us in the studio, uh, Mike Gamp, who is the Philadelphia Auto Show director. Mike came by and gave us some of the details. Philly Auto Show, which is going to be PA Convention Center on January 28th through February 5th. And uh, get your tickets now, phillyautoshow.com. They got a lot of great stuff for you to check out. When he's on the show, Preston, we should do the. We should have him in a box, and we should say, "Bring out the Gimp." Bring out the Gimp. Missed that opportunity next year. Yeah. Uh, and it was really cool to have Stephen A. Smith on the show yeah. today. Uh, he's got a new book out uh, called Stephen A. Smith, Straight Shooter. He will be at the uh, Philadelphia Free Library today uh, starting at 1, o- 1 o'clock. You can uh, get information at freelibrary.org. And he was a great interview. He was. was. Really cool. I know he's a very opinionated guy. Very uh, verbose. Yep. And he was uh, great to talk to. Yes. We had a really nice conversation with him, with him which is cool. Pierre is here. Ask him about any music that he likes. No, nah, I never got some music. Oh, yeah, we did. We talked about uh, oh, Rihanna Beyonce. and yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true, yes. Right. Yeah. Why? Just curious what what music he would like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, he likes people, be- loves Beyonce. People that you don't think of in uh, musical terms, yeah. in terms of their notoriety, I sometimes wonder what they listen to. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, there's that big Anderson Cooper interview with uh, Prince Harry. I want to ask him what music do you like. That's yeah. good. That's a really great path path to head down because uh, people's music tastes can open up little, uh, you know, little treasure chests about their personality. I actually and... love that Pina Colada song. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie. <laughs> wow. I got uh, Bill Clinton at a Sixers game for about sixty seconds in in motion. I don't know. God knows where that one is, and. Uh, said, Mr. President, what are you listening to musically? And he goes, wow. And the Secret Service guy tries to stop him. He's out of office. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's an older, slower Secret Service right. agent. You know? <laughs> it's not the whole troop. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Smaller and, entourage. Yeah, we're much smaller entourage. He's in a wheel. was flying commercial at that <laughs> yeah. point. You know, there's no Air Force One. Yeah. Um, and, um, he, and I, I got in the path, so he had to walk right past me in, in a narrow hallway. Mr. President, welcome to Philly. You're having a fun time again. What do you, what do you like to listen to? And he goes, well, I can't, I can't do the imitation of him, though, that accent, but, um, Stevie Wonder. Oh, okay. Came up. So that's awesome. You never know. Yeah, you do never know. All right. Uh, if you like, Pina Colada, I like that. That's a good song. <laughs> See, because he found out he really loved his girlfriend and she loved him. <laughs> they found out. Yeah. With the, the song, yeah. song and dance before they found out they were perfect for each other. Yeah. It's about people cheating on each Absolutely. other, so you yeah. might. <laughs> <laughs> it, makes me, it really makes me want a cigar. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All right, shall we do the letter of the day? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. C as in calculator. All right, and we have one more to go. One more letter, and that is it. We give away our Word of the Week prize and Impractical Jokers. Mega VIP grand, grand prize pack. This includes... 
the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to introduce Q, Murr, and Sal to the crowd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion on Friday. Uh, February 3rd, by the way, and you get to meet and greet with the guys. You get a backstage dressing room to chill out with some snacks and drinks. You get four of the best seats in the house, transportation to and from the show, and a merch pack as well. Nice. Uh, President and Steve present the Impractical Jokers Drive, 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 Drive Tour, which is Friday, February 3rd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Tickets on sale now via Ticketmaster. We give that away tomorrow, which is cool. Uh, What is on the show today? Well, we will have... Uh, another signed copy of the Monoskin album on vinyl, Rush, which comes out uh, tomorrow. We've got a, a Wise $50 gift card to give away for that fine store. Uh, workforce Blocks of the Struts, uh, Janice Joplin for her birthday, Allison Chains. And a breaking news item, oh. our MM, or my MMR uh, 40th anniversary Christmas card is in the mail. Except it's a year late. It's, uh, yep. it's, uh, uh, so on the back of it, I say thanks for forty. I had to cross it out, and it goes forty-one. Oh my goodness! Um, but um, it is in the mail. So, dear listeners, uh, be looking for it if you have received it in the past. And mail men and women if you have it in your bag. Let me know. All right. Will do. I would like to thank our sponsors. President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Fred Beans. Make your vehicle resolutions a reality with Fred Beans Expressway, where it's easier than ever to purchase your next vehicle online. Tomorrow, give away that word of the week prize. It's a no sad bro Friday, so you never know what's going to happen. You'll have to join us. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Bing dang. during Ram Truck Month. And discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.